0: Wouldn't happen. Not, not in my in my podcast. It's
1: more likely than you think. Podcasters hate him. Hate hey. this. <laughs> Here's one trick that podcasters hate: him <laughs> uh, just paying for anything.
2: You'll be surprised by number five. <laughs>
1: you'll you'll be surprised by number two. Aww. Because I'm because I'm going to come to your house and take a big dump on you. <laughs> Uh, remember, well, that, remember
2: that time I took a big dump in your toilet and you had to call the maintenance guy? Uh, which which time?
1: <laughs> <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> how, how much of this gets cut? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, this has it's all up, been it's up to Cody now. I know. I'm, I'm being lazy enough. I might just stop it now and then just delete this and start over, so I don't have to time stamp it.
1: But how are you? Too bad because it was a good opener otherwise.
0: Oh, out of it. How are you
3: gonna get the clip? You know.
0: Yeah, that's true. I'll I'll leave it in. We'll I'll figure out whether the good bits of this and leave it in. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll use some bleep sound effects yeah, to make it funnier. you
1: yeah. was gonna say bleeping names goes a long way. I've that's that. true. I
0: was so I was so lazy on the uh, Bitcoin heist one. I just like cut the audio for the
3: last name. Fair enough. <laughs>
1: listeners that podcast will never do
2: oh my gosh it has been so long since we've done one of these yep. it's
1: been a bit since we've recorded yeah uh, technically wasn't Bitcoin heist the last, last one got, uh it was bitcoin heist was the last further ado we recorded and the one prior right. to that was the bitcoin comics which was god knows how long ago. yeah that
0: was a long i feel like that was summer when we recorded that
1: <laughs> yeah we had to catch up a lot on the the uh, up all night, mm-hmm. but now we should be we should be catching up. Woo! Catch up. We've only blown most of the lead we gave ourselves, <laughs> <laughs> which is good. It's good that we
0: did it. Yeah.
2: Technical problems and you know whatnot. Well, I feel like in yes. the summer we were
0: doing yep. double records like most of the time. Anyway, yeah. and we kind of eased off on that. Don't blow a full afternoon of podcasting.
1: Good that that shit is hard on my voice. Yeah. Hard on. Hard on.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
2: also, I, Cody said "blow an afternoon." Just so you know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> afternoon is the name of my attorney. Speaking <laughs> of hard-ons, I am Josh, and tall and proud. With me is Aura, flaccid and floppy. <laughs> oh, what? And uh, Cody. That's Sub- not it. how it works. Sub- <laughs> the <laughs> contrivance is you push, push something from pushing the rope. rope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Whatever. I love a lazy Sunday morning.
1: Yeah, I know the contrivances, but I hadn't hadn't picked anything. So, (laughs) I was like, let's just do... Here's Josh, the longest Halloween.
0: (laughs) And uh, Aura is... I don't know. Ah! I don't don't have a good joke because Superman sucks. We'll get into it. (laughs) Yeah. I'll just, man, I guess I'll just blow that one out right out the the bat.
2: So, we're... uh... We're we're proprietors of the uh, of the that podcast network. Uh, you can find all of the that podcasts at uh, thatpodcastproductions.fireside.fm. Uh, we are going to curse and we are going to spoil these books.
1: That is true. Yep. And then what books are we doing this time, Cody?
0: We have Batman: The Long Halloween, which is a fantastic book, and Superman <laughs> for All Seasons.
2: God, you feel so like
0: i do i didn't didn't
2: realize you were so put upon by superman for all seasons until we started recording i you had complained about it earlier this week and i was like yeah sometimes we read bad books for the podcast that's that's a part of the deal (laughs) like we didn't
1: even think it was a bad book it's not a get into it we'll
2: we'll,
0: we'll get into it (laughs) it's not a bad book i just i love i love making that preference known because people love to defend superman the the man with the, all of the powers needs all of the defense from the fanboys.
2: Well, I mean, we'll talk about the Superman problem, inevitably, but... <laughs> yeah. but I, I, well,
1: think that... I think it's very relevant to it, too. Yeah. Uh, particularly with me sort of coming around on the character, because I used to very much be, a, like, Superman sucks, like, mm. he's, a, he's a boring uber mensch, and there were a couple of books, and this was one of them that started to turn me around on that. Yeah. So you're so you'll learn. No, just kidding. Hey. <laughs> no, legit. I, he will learn because oh,
2: no. I've got two that I can throw his way.
0: Oh too. no, I'm I'm well aware. Superman All Star is the best one. Yeah, that's it. That's Top nope. King. Red Sun is also really really good.
2: That doesn't count. That doesn't count.
0: <laughs> not count God damn. it. Well, that's a Ooh. that's where DC gets their <laughs> their
1: shit right is their non continuity books.
3: Mm-hmm. I yeah. think. I mean, I don't, not, I don't
1: disagree entirely. I like a lot of DC. One of the things I like about DC is their willingness to do non-continuity books more than I think the, the competition. Sometimes. I think part of
0: it is just because it has been, all of DC stuff has been around for so long, and then you yeah. have like Earth 1, Earth 2 things, it's, it, yeah. it's so hard to this, follow if you don't already know, but that's why so many Batman books are perfect, for example this one, because this is kind of a retelling of a couple other stories, and it's like, it's a little more
1: isolated. Yeah. And then one of the things I don't like about DC is how all these. Like, when they do these sort of else worlds or, or non continuity books, then they try and wrap them into the world. Yeah. Oh, because if God. they're successful, there's some multiverse shit. And I'm just like, just fucking leave Watchmen alone, you pricks. Cough, cough, Batman, like, who laughs?
3: <laughs>,
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I. I predicted that they were going to do something like that with that character, because I was like, that character is not going to go it's, away at the end of And this. it always...
0: You, you can tell, too, when they're going to do it, because it just is like, which is the money-making character? Oh, shit, people people like Edge Batman. Oh, we got to put him in
1: every fucking book now. Which is... I isn't, liked Metal, but... is
2: Edge Lord a compliment?
1: <laughs> I loved Metal, and I would actually really like a, a, a dark multiverse book, but fucking silo it out from the main universe. It, <laughs> it doesn't need to be... Silo it out also My, sounds like a euphemism. Yeah. My <laughs> pitch was that they should have done a book where like a, a sort of Legends of Tomorrow thing where some group of heroes get stuck in the dark multiverse and like jumping from world to world as their mm-hmm. ending. And then they could do like a fucking villain of the week thing. And you could you could have your fucking Batman who laughs in that bullshit if you want,
3: they,
0: and not have it be a fucking event book. DC's too big to do Villain of the Week. We literally had the, what is it, we're currently in Year of the Villains. Yeah. Everybody gets their own spin-off uh, year annual. Of
2: the, year of the Villain is garbage. I mean, it's... <laughs> oh, God. oh, I haven't bothered. <laughs> hey, they, kids,
0: aren't you clamoring for that they, Riddler Lex Luthor annual?
2: <laughs> they only did they only it like halfway. If they were gonna do it, they should have like... Really done like a like a Legion of Doom like well, build up like they
0: did
1: a villain they, thing like a couple of years ago didn't they Oh Where they it do it, it every couple of years oh, <laughs> it's a DC tradition <laughs> like they did the Forever Evil shit yeah. Though. Oh, they, every it once in a while, they decide, like, let's just do a, a year of spotlighting or a month or an event or whatever yeah. to spotlight villains. Well, they're. It's never very good.
0: Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like they know their rogues gallery is so cool. Like, everybody has such cool bad guys. And they're like, I don't know. I, I think it's more about who is doing the cool stuff with the characters as opposed to... Nobody thinks Captain Cold by himself is, like, the coolest dude.
1: Oh, because he's not. Yeah, but... <laughs> because I, he's one of those Flash villains that's just, like, exactly. a guy who built a gun.
0: Yeah, but it, it ends up working out, like, in the long run. I don't
1: think you were here yet for it. In, in uh, Black Panther, I established my rule of what makes a, a terrible villain character for uh, for Claw, which is uh, if, if your villain character... Uh, his power is that he has a gun that doesn't do anything much more useful than a regular (laughs) gun then you're not a good villain yeah that's funny (laughs) like Captain Cold does nothing that you couldn't do by shooting a motherfucker so why the fuck is he a villain
0: it's also hilarious that Captain Cold (laughs) exists in a universe where there is already Victor Von Freeze who not (laughs) only is a cooler version of that character but also has like one of the better like villain backstory like character yeah.
1: arcs of any dc character so he's just a scumbag like I mean, i'm aware there have been versions where i'm pretty sure there have been versions of captain Cold where he has cold power i was no well i was
2: just gonna suggest that the tv show actually like gave him some pretty good pathos yeah
1: yeah the tv show version of him was great he does have bitch TV show rip- version doesn't exist next to fucking mr freeze yeah <laughs> And he's... and divorced him from the Flash too. By the way, like I don't know, how, I didn't, I don't know how he was on Flash, but all the stuff that I saw of him was on uh, Legend Legends of Tomorrow. Of Tomorrow, and Tomorrow. he's more interesting there because he's with people who aren't the Flash. Yeah, <laughs> it
0: was just, it's always that thing where it's like, oh, I'm the perfect villain for you because you move fast and I make things stop moving because they're cold, and it always ends up being, well, I can move faster than cold things cannot move.
1: Yeah. Also, I can move faster than you can pull the trigger of a gun, so why are we having this? God. I don't know. The Flash Villains gallery is sometimes interesting, but it's hard to take. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there was a... It was one of the Justice League cartoons, maybe an Unlimited one that I really liked about it, though, where he goes to visit yes. Trickster.
0: No, yep. I was just, I was one hundred percent thinking about that Justice League. It's is that JLA or that's Justice League Unlimited?
1: It's one of them. Um, yeah, of those
0: series. But yeah, that that is all You're uniformly solid awesome. fucking gold.
1: Yeah, it's this great scene where he goes to visit Trickster and he's just clearly having sort of a mental break and a bad time. He and, goes, and to goes to him at his like villains him. bar. <laughs> yeah, Flash kind of humors him and is nice to him. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really yeah great, it's Superman and Batman would have
0: beat the piss out of them in that episode, and then that's or they don't think that Flash is like a serious superhero or something like that, and then they see like the way that he deals with stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway, well, maybe okay. we should talk about the thing that we actually read this week. <laughs> <laughs> maybe then
1: O'Reilly will stop messing around on his phone. I was I was
2: looking something up. I made an assertion to either you or Cody earlier this week and I was trying to back my play, but I couldn't uh... I, I was I was trying to, to find that, and I can't, so I'm going to just give up.
1: Well, I think we should probably start by <laughs> having a brief discussion about Jeff Loeb.
2: Jeff Loeb.
1: One of the, I think at this point he's okay, but he was for a while one of the great, uh, sort well, of, Jeff Loeb does true TV Hollywood stuff, stories now. of people falling from grace in the comic mm-hmm. book community.
2: Well, he does, uh, he does um, Marvel yeah. TV, he runs Marvel TV, basically, at the moment. Yeah, Um, until until uh, what's his name shut him out, and because of Disney Plus, Feige or whatever, and they keep doing this like power struggle apparently in the. uh... Yes. Well, because Loeb supports like wanting the comic book guys to have some say, and Feige uh, does not.
1: Mm. Yeah, and there was for a while there was a lot of vitriol around Jeff Loeb, Mm -hmm. which is a thing that that we'll get to, and I think a lot of that has died out. At this point, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not familiar. I mm-hmm.
0: I'm more like Aura. I know that it's it's kind of interesting the way that you will think of somebody as like either a DC darling or like a Marvel darling for like a really really long time, and then it doesn't matter because they'll like write for both sides. Like you want to yeah. think in your head like it's DC versus Marvel, but it's really not. They're the same side of the
2: <clears throat>
1: same coin.
2: There's a whole book about this that's really interesting called DC versus Marvel. Um, it's about basically how they... The, the
1: falseness you know. of their rivalry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, DC used to print Marvel, if I recall.
2: They distributed it.
1: They distributed it. Wow, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> for all the, of their early Marvel like Silver Age history, it was DC was putting their comics on newsstands.
2: Well, that's where a lot of the deep-seated old guy sort of uh, feelings about the rivalry come from is when DC was distributing them, DC put all kinds of like... Yeah, I don't know. Stupid rules on like what they could, what they could actually publish huh. and what they couldn't. So yeah, because they
1: wanted to make money. Yeah, well they. All, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the extent the rivalry exists is to the extent where they think they can get money that the other person has. Yeah, <laughs> don't we all? Like all, like all supposed company rivalries, it's it's very little to do with human beings and, and more to do with money. Mm-hmm. That's how companies work. Uh, so Jeff Loeb, who I always want to, mi- I always want to mix up with Jeff Johns. Uh, Got his start in comics. You got to start in screenwriting for an interesting side note. Uh, he wrote or co wrote the film uh, Teen Wolf, which was one of his first writings oh, shit. in '85, I believe. Hmm. Can't uh, really
0: see that in uh, Batman Long Halloween.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you do know, <laughs> see a, a lot of different. the Teen Wolf influence. <laughs> uh, and he was involved in a few other successful writings. He, he had a, something of a career as a Hollywood screenwriter, but I guess. He would. He wanted to do comics at some point. Um, his first comic book was a revamp of the Challengers of the Unknown, which we have done a review of the Challengers, but not his uh, his run on it. Uh, it's often collected as Challengers of the Unknown Must Die, and it's uh, it's of its time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's a sort of Watchman esque deconstruction. Where there's the sort of the, the team breaks up and ages and does all these weird things and there's implications that it's all just a comic book and you know. It's it's of its era. It's it's decent if you're into a sort of watchman esque knockoff, I would say. <laughs> uh I think I think Sale does the art for that too, so that would I think him right and, from the him and beginning.
2: Tim Sale almost work together quite a lot.
1: Yeah. So, right from the start, he's also associated with Tim Sale, who's another important figure when talking about these books, I suppose. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know anything about him personally, so I can't say anything about him personally. Other than that, he's a really good artist. Mm
0: -hmm. Very dynamic.
1: Jeff Loeb went on to become something of a superstar because of one of the books we're talking about, Long Halloween, which was uh, something of a follow-up to Batman Year One, the Frank Miller book that was very popular. Loeb did a few sequels to Long Halloween, uh, and he also did a few other things. Yeah, Dark Victory, and then there was a Catwoman one. Black also, Mirror?
2: Also Haunted Night, which is a collection oh. of different stuff.
1: Oh, okay. Interesting. That was
2: the one I kept telling you. Was, okay. I thought was Dark Victory.
1: So it's like, me the up one with said, the orange
2: cover, Josh! Well, the one mi- with the orange cover! It makes
1: me up, because if you look up the Catwoman one, it also has an orange cover, so I thought. <laughs> and it takes place during the events of Dark Victory. So I thought that's what you meant with the trilogy. Yeah. And uh, he it also... Went in Rome. But at the same time, he was also doing some work for Marvel, and he was involved... Yeah, see, orange cover? Um,
0: Dark Victory is also an orange cover.
1: Uh, Dark Victory is like a redder cover, I think. No, it's orange. Um, Whatever the edition I just... that I saw, had a different cover Or Dark cover Victory
2: has the red cover. See, I fucked yeah. it up again. Dark Victory has the orange cover. The reprint Haunted has an Knight orange. Haunted Knight has the orange cover.
1: Yeah, the reprint has an orange, just like the reprinted... Long Halloween is different than the original cover, which sucks because I like the original cover I a like lot. The, well, they
2: included the original cover, <laughs> thankfully, in the back matter. But yeah, but I want it
1: on the book <laughs> as yeah. a cover. Anyway, um, he was also doing some work for Marvel as well. Um, in some of their, I think in particular, in some of their Ultimates books. Uh, this is sort of where the, the problem set in. And it's really a sad problem because uh, what happened around this time is that Jeff Loeb's kid died from fucking cancer. Ooh. Uh, obviously it really kind of fucked him up. Yeah. Uh, it threw off a lot of his work, uh, it threw him off getting work done and it took him a while to get back to work. And when he did, one of the books that he wrote was Ultimates 3. Wah, wah. Hmm. Ultimates 3 it's garbage. is garbage. not a hot good garbage. book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is, it, it's reasonable to say it's hot garbage. Like it's a, it's a fucking piece of shit book. Uh the problem is a lot of the emerging internet fan base around that time thought that the book being garbage gave them license to uh personally person. attack Jeff Loeb oh. and particularly to invoke his dead son. Yes. <laughs>
0: uh, God, and that's uh that's a fandom like, thing too. Like, it is.
1: It's the worst of fandom uh, came out around Jeff Loeb. Like I remember seeing it when it first happened, and I was like, why would you write for these people? Well, I remember... These I people re- are the worst people. Like, there were people <sighs> who were like, I'm glad your son died, so we so didn't have to see your shitty book. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? God, yeah. I remember, say this to a person. I remember when
0: Spider-Man 300, or 300, 700 happened, and it was Dan Slott who killed Spider-Man and let Otto live on in Spider-Man's body as the hero and like some of the awful shit that people online said about Dan Slott and it was the same th- and then Superior Spider-Man was a great book and he didn't actually kill the character anyway because yeah. fucking obviously <sighs> yeah <laughs> it's I didn't... So, Oh, it's so weird how, yeah. how people lash out so quickly and like it as is. hurtful as they can
1: yeah and how much it becomes personal for something that's entertainment like yeah it's I don't... Speaking of Dan Slott, or certainly knows, I don't really like Dan Slott's run on Spider-Man. I don't think it was very great. I liked the... I liked where the character had gone before with uh, Jay Michael, last name I can never pronounce. Straczynski. Straczynski. <laughs> uh, and it, it left a bad taste in my mouth that they did the whole Brand New Day shit. But I would <laughs> yeah. never in a million years, like, try and communicate hatred to Dan Slott. Because yeah. he's a fucking dude. He's a fucking guy who's writing a comic book. Right. What... Why on earth would I want to personally attack him for that?
3: Mm-hmm. Well,
2: as you well know... Thing. I wrote a number of pages about this once.
3: Um, uh-huh.
2: One of the things that was asked of me is like, what makes comic books a unique medium. And I suggested one of the things I thought, among other things, was that uh, comic book personalities put themselves out there more. In other words, they go to conventions, yeah. they have the fan interaction... Uh, when they're on stage talking to, to to fans, that you know that you know it's different than when, like yeah. a TV personality is sitting like way up here and the crowd's way down here kind of thing.
1: They're less insulated, um, certainly. Yeah. and and don't make nearly as much money, so they are they don't have that like, you know, you can say what you want about Joss Whedon, but he doesn't have to work a day in his fucking life, yeah, anymore if you don't want to. <laughs> so so the comic
2: book uh the comic book creator is a is a unique beast in that, you know, they have to they have to simultaneously like sell their product and, you know, kind of also be the creator at you know, and in a way that industry. other in other in a way that other industries don't necessarily have to. Mm-hmm. And when 'cause inevitably what happens with a lot of these particularly big splashy sort of crossovers and things like this is death threats like you know twitter vitriol things like this and and um there's uh nick spencer was the one i wrote about specifically because yeah we have a a
1: co-written paper yeah (laughs) well yes
2: yes that yeah um so that's the one i spent a lot of time talking about because it happened to be happening while i was writing uh that stuff but the uh the whole thing just seemed like it's it's tied up in other political stuff, too, which is mm. also weird. Because, I mean, I don't I don't claim to know Jeff Loeb's politics, but I'm going to guess it's liberal stuff because of the kinds of people that attack him.
1: Hmm. Well possibly? I mean, I, I haven't followed a lot of any more recent vitriol against him. I mostly just remember that, because it was one of my first real tastes of internet fandom, was yeah. seeing the reactions to Jeff Loeb and just
3: well, Bur- and, and again, Burbanker I didn't... got
2: it when he killed Captain America. Like um, and, and again, Bendis I gets it to... all the time because of who he yeah. is. You know, yeah.
3: Because like... he's a...
1: honestly because he's kind of a loudmouth. No offense to Bendis, he seems like he's a guy who doesn't. He, I believe, <laughs> would be aware that it. he's a
2: loudmouth. I've read his comics. I, don't know. <laughs> I read. I read. <laughs> Fortunate you're, Lord. you're not offending him by saying that. Yeah, I know, but I wanted to couch it in case <laughs> anybody
1: thought it wasn't on him. But I went, and I want to say, like, because. Avengers three was bad. Like, yeah. uh, Ultimate three was bad. I, I I read it and I didn't care for it. Uh, that um, first
2: that first issue where like where it implies the relationship between Scarlet Witch well, it and... It makes
1: it and, very explicit that they're like right. having sex, and I'm like, that doesn't need to happen.
2: Yeah, uh, Scarlet Witch and uh, Quicksilver. There's all they kind were. of weird
1: edge lordy shit. I'm just yeah. like, this isn't very good.
2: Well, and it's and it's doubly weird because it's Joe Maduri, uh, Maduria art on it, so it's also like weirdly glistening like yeah uh, mismatch yeah it's,
1: it's wow well, it's not good but it was it
2: was fucking... it was an interesting follow-up to you know a, a book that was because i i think you would suggest that probably ultimates one for sure and maybe even to a lesser extent ultimates two are edgelord books <laughs> like, oh absolutely they're mark millar so.
1: well does he do anything else
2: yeah right. <laughs> well, I was—I'm trying to remember what anything controversial from Ultimates two was, and I can't remember any, so that's why I said to a lesser extent. Yeah, but Ultimates one <laughs> is definitely like a controversial book.
1: And I think Ultimates two is just kind of boring, if I recall? Uh well, that, that's do they really? I think they really get into the. When do they do the Hank Pym spouse you stuff? That's still <laughs> Ultimates. That's, still, that's yeah. Ultimates one too. And it's the second part of Ultimates as well, one, rather. And then they have in Ultimates two, they have a bit where he's kind of pathetic. Well, because that's... I a, still think that's Ultimates. Maybe. Is not no, the thing where they just... He's hooked up with Valkyrie. I think that's in Ultimates, too. You're
2: right. Okay.
1: There you go. And are. he's sort of part of the plot. But I don't think that's controversial. Like, he already did the controversial thing where he beat the fuck out of his wife in the first one. You're right, that is the first one. Then Captain America beats him up. Yeah. Jesus, Mark Millar, what the fuck?
0: Oh, God, right. Oh, man. <laughs> Somebody uh, at work traded in a copy of Kick-Ass 2, and I... My roommate had been watching the movie the other day, specifically Kick-Ass 2, and uh, we were watching it, like, on TV, and I was just like, damn, like, the the punches they had to pull for the sake of the movie because of that comic being, like, so fucked up needlessly in a couple of points is so weird. Like, Ugh, I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's- So. I'm not a huge fan, of, again, I'm not a huge fan of Mark Millar, but it would never even occur to me to send a death threat to a man. No, and, and I, I don't, don't get know, why like, people think that that's acceptable behavior.
2: No, it's it's ridiculous,
1: of and course. Um, I I sort of get it when it comes to politics. Not in the sense that I endorse it, but in the sense that it affects people's real lives in ways that can yeah. harm them.
3: But this, this is a fucking Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: this doesn't really affect anybody. I mean,
2: I mean, we do a semi-weekly review show where we where we sort of get our feelings out. Uh, and we've never uh, personally attacked creators because, of course, we can separate the art from the artist in that particular oh. way. Except if for I, Alex
1: Jones, who's human garbage. Uh, well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I personally attacked him in the, uh, the uh, American one. I don't even know. So if I recall. Um... <laughs> Uh, Look for those archives, folks. Well,
2: in that case, that's I, that's like.
1: I mean, I mostly try. We're clearly joking. If we yeah. might personally, yeah. I mean, if I say Mark Millar is a scum sucking pro Brexit piece of shit, like I'm. I mean, he is listening. Well, that, I'm, I'm also that's joking, but you're still not threatening.
3: <laughs> yeah, 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 i never threatened anybody. Um, like, uh,
1: the worst uh, that I said is, I think I said at one point that the world would probably be better if Alex Jones was not here because he's because he's bad. But by that, I mostly mean I wish he would. Go into exile in Elba and never talk to anybody, so that we wouldn't negatively affect the world anymore. Well,
2: but the reason why <laughs> I, I wanted to that, die. The reason why I said that was actually a preface to something more to <laughs> actually <Okay>. say. <laughs> um, I I've never understood the instinct necessarily to even write a letter to comic book company or anything like that. Like Wait. I I did it once when I was a kid, and my letter didn't get published, and then you know like that was that. It's uh-huh. like writing letters
1: to the editor. There's a yep. pointlessness to it. Yeah. I did that once in college. Uh, fun story. Like somebody had... And this, was, this was a long time ago so remember this. Yeah. Uh, somebody had written something in the editorial section about like how bad how gay people were sinners or bad or whatever. You know, the, things, the views that you could very openly express in a college newspaper in the 90s, <laughs> yeah. uh, which are probably not going to be there as much today. Uh, and I wrote a letter back where I, I was obviously I was like, you know, gay people are people. Quit being a dick. But in the process, I said, I'm not gay, but... Because I wanted to make the point that, like, not being gay, you could still have empathy for people who are gay. It doesn't matter. Sure. Uh, but my friends, and probably rightfully, mocked me mercilessly for several months. I'm not gay, but... Because, you know, when you think about it, you're like, well, you are carving something out for yourself there, and you probably shouldn't. You should just state your view. You're right. Right. So just, that was the only time I ever wrote your a letter to you, and you was wiping is...
2: his butt all over the carpet just now. It was kind of
1: funny. <laughs> <'cause you can't. laughs> yeah, that's the only time I ever wrote a letter to the editor and The only thing it got me was mockery from my shitty friends. <laughs> well, <laughs> sounds like something I would do too. I mean,
2: it's like somebody on the internet's wrong, you know? Yeah, right.
1: um, <laughs> that was thankfully that was our day's equivalent of someone on the internet is wrong because mm-hmm. Jesus. I don't know how you fucking younger people can deal with it, like any sort of internet trace. Ooh. The dumb shit that I sometimes say when I was a kid. I'm glad does not exist in a permanent medium.
0: Well, it's one of those wheat wild things too, where like you're like, okay, you know, we live in a 24-hour news cycle. You get your 15 minutes of fame, but also at the same time, like. Just think off the top of your head of, like, a couple of memes that portray, like, whoever the person is in, like, a more negative light because of some shit. Like, that kids Bop Karen lady is the thing that's going around, like, now. Okay, I, I don't... I just, some, some lady, like, sticking her head in a car, like, in a rideshare car because her, like, the driver cut her off. And she's just, like, being crazy passive-aggressive with these, like, big wide eyes. Like, that person you know, is going to be a meme for the next 20, 30 years because it's the internet and it will go away, kind of, but then it'll cycle back.
1: There'll always be people whose favorite... My favorite meme is the Doge meme because that dog doesn't give a fuck. He's <laughs> not going to be hurt. Oh, that <laughs> he passed away. Oh, did he? Yeah, oh. that was like... So... Oh, God, I can't believe I'm the one telling know, you this. I know Grumpy Cat passed. I didn't know the Doge dog I passed. think this was What's real that? recently. I mean, it's the way of life, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we... <laughs>
2: We just had a complex conversation on your Facebook about yeah. memes and what yeah. they mean and what they don't. And yeah, they... about
1: the screaming woman versus, versus cat meme, which I enjoyed a lot less after I found out that the screaming fight was happening in the context of her talking with a bunch of friends that didn't believe her about the domestic abuse allegation she was making about her husband who'd killed himself. <laughs> it was like, well, it's and and it's not like the woman behind it isn't hurt by it. Apparently, she's publicly said she doesn't. You know, she's like, oh, sure, it's fine. It's a meme, funny. You know. It just, to me, I I have trouble looking at that and separating it from its context. It's, I think that's a problem with memes, is that they really work without context. Like, once you dig into who people are, you start to be like, oh, this is... Well, so
2: talking about... Life is messy. Talking about comics as we do on this show, there's this whole bit as a... Uh, somewhat um, Scott McLeod starts this argument, but other people have since picked it up. About the distinction between mimetic culture and comics, uh, having a lot to do with that sequential art thing, right? Because s- does something like um, family circus count as comics? Mm-hmm. because it's effectively like uh, 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 caption you know it's yeah, just it's a single a image and caption you know um, I
1: mean, there are the ones where billy's running around which i would argue you have a strong argument or comics but that's clearly not what he's talking about right but, right you know just like the far side would be another yeah mm.
2: um and so does that count as comic well it looks like comic right but you know it, it, yeah. it can just as easily be decontextualized but then you also have the argument of like things Garfield minus Garfield or whatever, which also can decontextualize, even though it's still sequential. Yeah. Um, or Three Nuts would be the better example, actually.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: oh my god, I love that stuff. Three so. Nuts is the best. Listener, if, if you're not aware, Three Nuts is a comic where somebody takes a four panel peanuts and chops off the last panel, and they're always super existential. Yeah. It turns out that when you remove the punchline from a peanuts joke, it's just people wondering about existence. If you uh, if
0: you're if you would consider yourselves a comic connoisseur or any type type of fan of comics, and you haven't had a long period where you love to deconstruct your favorite things, like uh, take
1: a take a look at that. It's always very interesting and fun. I think there are some interesting questions about authorship too. Like is three nuts. Is it Charles Schultz or is it being authored by whoever it is that mm. does three nuts, you know?
0: Same with, like, Garfield without Garfield or, you know, yeah. things along those lines. I mean, we've already brought that one up, too. But that's the next best example I can think of for that argument.
2: Well, there were there were also ones where uh, they did uh, the Nietzsche family circus, too. <laughs> yeah. Any Any random family circus picture with, like, Nietzsche, Nietzsche quotes. quotes under it. Yep. Um,
1: There's a, I can't remember the name of it. There was a uh, Peanuts... Scripts with Morrissey lyrics put on it, usually Snails lyrics, which I very much enjoyed. Even uh, Casey
0: Green, who is the creator of Gun Show Comics and uh, He Is a Good Boy and a bunch of other web comics, uh, he does a single-panel caption comic on his Twitter now that's just called "Fuck Off." And uh, <laughs> every now and then, when he's like feeling lazy, he just like redraws a uh, or like takes a Family Circus and scratches out the caption and I remember the most recent one is just like Billy holding shaving cream in a rocket and the comet the caption just says hey mom do you want to do whippets and launch these fireworks <laughs> and it's one of the funniest things <laughs> I've ever seen
1: nice
3: <laughs>
1: my favorite of the Smiths one was just an image of Charlie Brown looking sad like Charlie Brown always does and it's captioned with my favorite Morrissey song lyric quote uh, is it wrong not to always be glad <laughs> and this <thing> he's saying that <laughs> <laughs> um, like there's nothing sums up the Smiths better than that quote. Uh, well,
2: but Jeff Loeb, um, and we're and not like, going to talk about
1: Morrissey's yeah. racism because he's a piece of shit now.
2: <laughs> Jeff Loeb uh, went on after Ultimates three to create Red Hulk, which was a very popular character, and so. Yes. Um, but, it,
1: but it was also it was a character that was popular among certain audiences, but I think certain other audiences like very much like rejected Gas stations
2: down. that you to <laughs> Hit with the gas
1: pump. <laughs> I mean those kinds
2: of really,
3: people.
1: I've had friends that were really into Red Hulk. Like I, I think that it was popular among people that like sort of goofier, more actiony stuff. I I still uh, have and, and less popular with people that want more serious comics <laughs> and RD comics.
2: I mean Hulk right now, like Immortal uh, Hulk. I would argue is, is, is as Hulk, as popular as Hulk has been since say something like World War Hulk or what have you.
1: Is it? Is, is is Hulk made a resurgence? Yeah. Oh, Planet. God, I, yeah. I said World War
2: Hulk, and I, I meant Planet Hulk, is what I meant. but... Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean, they followed on each other. Yeah. I right, know
2: what you meant. Uh, World War Hulk was like the lesser sequel,
1: you know?
2: <laughs> Much in the same way Ultimates 3 was the lesser sequel of. <laughs> I mean,
1: World War Hulk was okay. It was just boring. Yeah. I read it twice because uh, after, we, after, we after we did Planet Hulk for the show, I.
3: To pick Are you up. still
2: podcasting with us, Cody? Yeah, yes, oh, yes, yes. You're criticizing someone for being on their phone.
3: That's what you're I doing. Think,
2: I think you he may be backing his play. I'm looking I'm looking oh, at I'm, his screen, and he's definitely looking up. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: here engaged in shenanigans. I
2: am, I am. I'm
0: trying to find a thing, but honestly, it's, I'll share that with you guys later. A funny... <laughs> I, uh, I, I
2: thought that Cody would have an opinion about Red Hulk is all. Well. <laughs> uh,
0: well, what I was going to say is, uh, I have no opinion about Red Hulk. Honestly, oh. the only thing it makes me think of is uh Venture Brothers, when uh, General Tracer becomes a Red Hulk, and he says,
1: "Oh, I'm a Hulk
3: now!" <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: like uh, that's like the extent of my knowledge really about Red Hulk. But I did have a a friend. They actually uh, still have comic pulls at our store now. That when I was first starting to draw comics in high school, I drew them a picture of like some of their favorite comic characters, and it was all red people. It was Iron Man, Spider Man. Uh, Deadpool and Red Hulk behind them. Oh, Thor was there too because he has a red cape.
1: Nice. Um, completely unrelated question, but why has Adventure Brothers ever had a comic?
0: uh well, they, they spend so much time on the show. Yeah. I, that is a good point. Like, there's the Rick and Morty comics. Somebody could definitely be doing a Venture Brothers thing. But it I could think be like they're, a classic thing, like where it's like the original adventures. or make it look all like stain. Oh my god! Just would that a, be awesome? You should just do a Rusty Venture, like yeah, like through the, the Rusty Venture thing.
1: Ventures, and like uh, his dad, whatever his dad was, Jonas, Jonas Venture. Yeah,
0: I think they're two caught up in making sure they're keeping their continuity straight anyway. Yeah. They definitely like Which to is... plan out like multiple series long jokes.
1: I feel like sometimes that's the, the downfall of the show is how much it gets involved in its own continuity. Yeah. When it was still a show where you have race Bannon just turned up for no reason. You, uh... I still you, hang around. It's, uh,
2: it's like the podcast itself kind of came full circle because you that was your opinion about DC at the beginning of the show, too. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. DC's better when it keeps stuff loose. <laughs> a um, lot of things are better that way. Well, um, let me...
0: Yeah, now should we talk about the books?
1: No, because I
2: do have one more opinion about Jeff Loeb I wanted to put out there sure um superman batman like his original run batman are some of the best comics ever written the end Mm. (laughs) like is that the i have i have read a lot of comics and i would put superman batman uh by joe lobe uh and ed mcginnis like that that first run and then later michael turner took over for a little while like um
1: was that, that the President Luther run type stuff?
2: No, it was after that. Okay. Um, it, it's um, I I don't think it crossed over into anything. It uh, the the biggest deal that happened was during the uh, Michael Turner stuff. It uh, it reintroduced Supergirl. Okay. Um, yeah. But it's it's one of the it's the best comics. Like I mean, I put it in my top ten. But like
1: yeah, oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah. Nowadays, he mostly does TV stuff, as we've said. And I think his reputation is recovered from the level of vitriol that he was once getting. Either that or fandom has just sort of sunk to the point where you expect that shit from everyone now.
0: I think there is... I mean, I know we're trying to bring it back around to this stuff, but I, I think there is something I think to... I we're
2: trying to bring it back, but...
3: <laughs> you're trying to bring it back if to your butt.
2: If you're playing that podcast <laughs> drinking game, uh, you'll have to take a drink now. Oh, um, what if
1: there should be a drink for every time we laugh at our own jokes? Because right. that happens a lot. No, nah, you can give someone alcohol poisoning with that shit. <laughs> um, but fuck i forgot what i was saying like, anyway these are tip codes you since you're going to be doing some edits up. if you're looking for like a pull for pull for the beginning for the the cold open there for the teasers just look for the big spikes where we're laughing yeah <laughs> <'Cause laughs> this usually somebody has said something good because you'll see a bunch of like jaggedy laughing shit <laughs> that's how i find the poll quotes oh see? my god there's some laughter right there that's a good point
3: yeah
0: <laughs> we could talk about pull quotes that'll be our poll
3: quote <laughs> pull quote pull quote Malkovich,
0: Malkovich, 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 theme song,
1: theme song, theme song, theme song. <laughs> uh, That's another podcast. No, uh, never mind. all right. So, do we want to? want to dive into caught up in
2: its own fucking continuity.
1: Yeah,
0: let's let's Ouroboros this, these books.
1: want to do Long Halloween first, and who wants yes. to to talk us through what happens? Do you want? Mm-hmm. Do you want to go for it? All right,
0: I'll do it. Wait, wait. Can I do Long Halloween? Because I remember this one, and I uh, Superman is like a. Uh, we'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
1: that's fine. Because... I wanted to
0: give a short my short synopsis of it, but I was just like, no, I don't want to. Why am I being mean? This mean about it? It's not that bad. It's. You can be... <laughs> Look, I really, I I read the Long Halloween first, and I really, really liked it because I like Batman stuff anyway. And then I was like. Oh, God, and now I have to read the Superman one. Like that's how I went into it.
1: I mean, my podcast motto is like, don't be undeservedly mean to people. Yeah, be, be mean as you want to a comic. It's a comic. Sure. It doesn't care.
0: Yeah, and and we'll get into <laughs> it because there are there are and, several things that I do like that yeah. uh, all seasons does. But
1: and honestly. I was less enchanted with Long Halloween than I think some people are, although I wouldn't say I dislike it. Mm. So it's probably Uh-oh. best for somebody else to do Woo-hoo. the synopsis.
0: So yeah, I I had never read Long Halloween before, so uh basically I would say for if if you are not already familiar with it, Long Halloween is kind of essentially the plot of uh the Dark Knight, the Christopher Nolan movie. It's uh it's a lot about Harvey Dent. Uh, as his transition into the character of Two-Face and a lot about the crime family, the Marconis, in the uh, DC universe.
1: This edition actually opens with an interview with Christopher Nolan and somebody else. Uh, Really? uh, I think David Goyer, uh, where they're talking about the influence of it on Dark Knight. And there's a quote on the back, I think, where they're like, once you see see Dark Knight, you're going to see the influence of of Long Halloween on this. Uh, which is a nice way of saying, like, yeah, we lifted most of our, <laughs> yeah. most of our emotional well, beats
0: there, from this book. <laughs> and, then, and then now we can start talking about the Tim Sale art because there is something about the pacing of it that it feels like it feels like you're watching a noir movie. It feels like you're watching a superhero movie. It has all of these great uses of um, different panel sizes. Where like you'll you'll get full two page splash pages like pretty frequently. You really feel the movement during like the fight scenes. It's a, it's a thing that I've noticed where like the best comics, um, when it's just people talking, still can make that dynamic. And the worst <laughs> comics are when you have it's like the fucking Bitcoin heist comics where you have literally pages of just. Characters just, talking and they're not walking. with a
1: picture of like one dude in the sand. Yeah, and and like, I don't fucking care about that. It anything. doesn't
0: change. It doesn't do anything. But uh, it's long Halloween because it starts on Halloween and yeah. it goes through a bunch I, of.
2: You were, oh. Yeah, uh, oh. can I point out uh, this edition is also dedicated to Archie Goodwin. Yes. Who uh, yep. who I, I thought it was an interesting uh, dedication page. So I was like I was uh. like, w- like what's what's up with that. Um, it turns out he did quite a few influential, like Batman influential for people who later created Batman stories. He's one of the, you know, oh, he's, he's like it. that kind of guy, you know, uh, like, I mean, he's famous in his own right a little bit too, but yeah.
1: Wasn't he one of the like publishers or something? Yeah.
2: Yeah, he did, he did an editor-in-chief run, I'm sure. Was things he, like that.
1: Was he one of the criminal ones? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: no. There are a lot of this, them. That's the other... Like, this one also feels like Batman the Godfather in a lot of senses, too. Oh, yes. Like, this whole book, it feels yeah. like it's, it's mixing a bunch of different genres, but not in the way that when somebody says, hey, we should watch this movie, it's a heist, blah, 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 this thing, and you're like, that sounds like too much shit.
2: So, Long Halloween is a, a, a murder mystery, a year-long murder mystery. Superman for All Seasons is Superman doing stuff the comic. Yes.
0: Like, um, Ooh, that's the... Boy, touching we'll my nose it, for the listeners. We'll that's get into the, my
1: framing for this when we sure. get to it. Uh, so, Long Halloween is framed around, like you said, like a, a, a year uh, where they're trying to catch... A, a serial killer that they refer to as Holiday because the the killer is striking on holidays, yes. uh, holiday related killings. Uh, but like dumb
2: holidays like Labor Day and uh, no unboxing <laughs> <kidding.
1: laughs> on, on day stuff somebody into a box. Oh um, my god! Oh, we
0: we need to off air talk about our spoof for long Halloween now because this sounds amazing. <laughs> it's it's just the bank holidays, yeah. The long bank holidays.
1: Like <laughs> there's like Guy Fawkes Day is in there. <laughs> oh my god! And he kills somebody by blowing up Parliament when they're in there. Um. But uh, it's an interesting framing device for it in that each issue is a different holiday, mm-hmm. so it propels uh, it propels you through a, this year worth of things happening by by sort of directly connecting you to events in a very tangible way by by framing the killings around you know, specific times of the year
0: and. on that same subject uh, these these very gorgeous big hardcover editions of a lot of batman stories but they're batman noir so they're black and white and i feel like long halloween really needs to be seen in color because for each of the holidays it definitely has these color palettes that uh evoke the the same holiday emotions depending upon which one it is and even beyond just like there's a lot of red stuff in the the valentines day one they also you know clearly show that it's in february in gotham and it's very snowy and it's very cold there's a lot of green during the st patrick's day stuff like all all of that stuff i found like very very captivating too while i was reading it so so what happens in the book <laughs> um boy i definitely thought that I was being a real smart guy at the beginning of the book and I knew how it was going to end. I was like, (laughs) it's one of those things where I was playing the Arkham, uh, Batman Arkham Knight video game and I was just like, man, who is the Arkham Knight? And it's like, oh shit, they're just doing the Jason Todd thing. Like, I, I just hadn't realized that. And in this book, I was like,
1: Oh, that, I've seen movies. Is that Arkham Knight? It's just Hush.
0: <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Hush meets uh, Under the Red Hood. It's it's definitely Under the Red Hood. Okay. And uh, for this one, I was just like, I know what's going on. Like, they definitely intentionally mislead you, but at the same time, it's that really cool comic book thing where once you have read the book and you reread it, there's all of these like. Slight hints that you don't realize are hints leading towards, like, certain things. Hmm. So, it's it's a cool whodunit where there isn't one's...
1: Oh, hey, biscuit.
0: Where there's not, like, one set person. It's it's the uh, fallout. Lots of people all with their own ulterior motives, all with their own agendas. And it all wraps into itself, which is very cool. Also, the only time uh, Calendar Man is really relevant in any perpetuity. Yeah, I, I
2: remember <laughs> I read this when it came out the first time and I was like who the hell's Calendar Man? Like, I've never heard of
0: it. Also like... another Venture Brothers <laughs> joke character.
1: Yep. <laughs> I love Calendar Man though. I, yeah. I,
2: I assume he was more important in the 60s. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. He was, I mean, That's,
1: he was definitely a character that somebody wrote for a one-off fucking Batman issue and didn't expect anyone to care about ever again. You know? Right. Like he's a guy who does crimes around calendars. I was, uh, speaking of this, I was looking at that
0: uh, Batman, or, uh, what was it, Robin backer year one, written, or illustrated by Marcos Martin. Sure. Because I, I really love Private Eye, and I was flipping through it, and there's a scene where they're taking down Condiment Man, <laughs> and I was like, fuck, that's awesome, like, I can't believe it. Like, they're also just, like, throwing that character back in, kind of the way the Lego Batman movie did.
2: Uh, you should read that. Yeah. Bat- I, or Batgirl and Robin Year One because those are fucking awesome. Too. Yeah,
0: I, I like I like side character getting their like full series stuff a lot. So. Actually I
2: should say Batgirl Year One is great. I'm not sure I've read Robin Year One, so I'll oh. back off the gas a little bit on that
1: <laughs> assertion. <laughs> so all of the people being killed in the story are related to the Falcone crime family, and really mm-hmm. Carmine Falcone, who is a character I think was introduced in Year One which
2: was the play um, that I wanted to back, which I was looking up earlier. Uh, yes, cool. he was introduced in Batman Year One. I thought it was this, so that was why I was like, oh, it's yeah. uh, it's actually his daughter that's introduced the first time in this
1: mm-hmm.
2: one. And, yeah. so and they that, are called... that was the That was the screw-up. That was the synapse misfire.
1: And that was with Year One, sort of the, the brief version is that uh, Frank Miller... Created this sort of grittier, noiry Batman who was fighting uh, organized crime figures. Mm-hmm. Instead of so much. I don't know if there are. Are there costume villains in that? I can't even remember if Year One has any Joker or Riddler or any of that shit.
0: I feel like there's maybe references to them coming later, but I think you're right. I think it definitely sets up a more of like a. The reason why I wanted to start it's, doing this is because it's not like
2: I'm trying to think yeah, I I think there's like was a that. statement on the last like in the last bit about how like the costumes come because Batman comes. Yeah. It's,
0: and they they touch on that in this book as well. It's
1: basically Batman Begins. If you've seen the film Batman Begins, you have basically read Batman Year 1 if I recall because uh-huh. that, that's I certainly I remember that movie came out kind of sneakily. I didn't I hadn't Mm. Fucking heard anything. So it was just... I was working at Dollar Theater at the time, and I was like, it was a Batman movie, out. Oh, what the fuck? Man. So I just sat in to watch it, and I was like, this is just Batman year one. What I the know. fuck? Well, ba- oh, man, that one
0: gets slept... Batman oh, Begins gets guy? slept on because dark people love the Dark Knight so I much. I think Begins
1: but, was the best of the,
0: oh, of the series. Making Scarecrow like a real scary bad guy, too, was so cool. Also, other other thing I want to gush about for the long Halloween damn, they bring out the bad guys in such a cool fucking mm. way, I think, in in this one. Just, like, uh, Joker, like, you gotta put Joker in it, you know, I'm, yeah. you know, wherever on that character, but I think his role in this is cool. The Catwoman role in this is really, really cool. I like the way that they go back and back to Calendar Man and sort of that, like, have the lambs stop screaming Clarice, like,
1: yeah.
0: it, he... Basically, has it figured out at the beginning of the book and he just doesn't explicitly tell
1: them it. This sort of gets into where I have a few issues with the book, I think. Really? Well, in a way, there's two stories happening in this book. Like, there's the main story about uh, Batman working with Jim Gordon and Harvey Dent to try and bring down the Falco and Prime family uh-huh. and, and catch this holiday killer. And then there's also the story about these early encounters with all of the supervillain characters. Yeah, uh, and they they try to relate them, like the the Falcons hire some of the costume villains at some point. Yeah, um, but to me, it makes it feel a little overstuffed. Like it's, I I feel like I'm mm-hmm. constantly when I was reading it, I felt like I was jumping back and forth between these two stories in a way that I and I recognize that other people might not feel this way, but that to me felt a bit jarring mm-hmm. and disconnected. That's my major critique of the book. Like, I think it's a bit, it's weird because it is a 13-issue series, but I feel like it tries to do too much, Mm -hmm. even for that. Which is weird to say, and I think it comes down to, like, I think you were talking about with the pacing. Like, Loeb and Sale really are good at changing up pacing in a way that very few other people are. Mm -hmm. Like, you have the fact that the series itself is playing out over a year, which is a a very long time in comics to acknowledge a year of narrative time is happening. Right. Um, but also, like, it, it has... Because Loeb has some sort of dialogue or thought-heavy scenes, and then also pages where there's almost no text. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, there's a give-and-take to it that makes it... And it's good, but it also makes it for a quick read. It maybe, it maybe gives yeah. a little less space for content to be explored, and I just feel like in particular, the villainy part, although and and what he's trying to do with the villain story, I think, is create this story of, like, organized crime being supplanted by crazy Batman crime. Mm
3: -hmm. Uh,
1: But I feel like that's given a little bit of short shrift in it. Hmm. Do you have thoughts? Well, it was,
2: you know, it's a... It's supposed to be a successor to Batman Year One in some ways. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. very much. So, I, I think that if you want to try to get from year one to Joker, Catwoman, yeah, you know, like you kinda have to do what you yeah. said.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But what I want in that story then is to not have the holiday killer.
2: Well the the holiday killer was never sort of clarified. I
1: mean it Yeah. I yeah. that's my other and is somewhat less less uh somewhat less pertinent. I don't think the way they wrap up the holiday killer mystery is very great because it's not really very clear. Yeah. Who See did what at what
0: point? I I actually I I would argue against or not argue against it, but that was something that I did like was because I have seen the Dark Knight. So like as it was starting, I was like, oh okay, like obviously this is the precursor to Two Face. So it's really Harvey that's been like killing these people all along. We already said that we're going to get into spoilers, right? right? Can we can we talk we'll spoil about? The oh, yeah, on. we always spoil right, everything. Cool. We don't. This book has been out. If you want to, you know, skip to the end or wait until you can get a copy of it.
1: All I'm saying is Snape kills Dumbledore. (laughs) Except this show. But, like, if you you are concerned about spoilers, like, we'll maybe not be dicks about it. Like, maybe if something has been out for a month or two, we won't talk about it quite yet. Sure. Maybe Yoda dies in episode five. Uh, (laughs) But... We we
0: need to talk about this off air because I I haven't even watched the man. Oh damn it! it. (laughs) It's so fucking good. I've heard that. Holy shit!
1: I just want it to all be out and I can binge it. There's only going to be eight episodes, so you don't have that long to wait. Yeah.
2: I think it's important to know right now that uh, this is being recorded a couple months or like a month out from us hearing it so yeah <laughs> or, uh, from yeah. our ears I should so, say at this so point if I do Yoda does five, die in episode five like you're going I don't
1: think episode five is out
0: no, no 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 at this <laughs> point there have only been three yeah, yeah. so that's well, why I said episode, I five
2: saying episode five <laughs> is going to have been out by the time they listen to this
1: if I successfully call that I will I, I I'll end it all why are you saying shit like that? You, you, we, there's nothing more for me to do. I have accomplished everything in this life.
2: Josh,
0: has what, become what the new Oracle. horizons
1: can exist after me predicting the death of Baby Yoda? Uh, baby Yoda.
3: <laughs>
1: it's, it's I
3: am so funny. I am
0: Ozymandias. It's so funny because neither of you have seen it, but there is definitely like a Baby Yoda death fake out. that... <laughs> happens, which is so fucking funny to me.
1: I was just, because there was a Hard Times article that was a, a satire oh, yeah. about the, the Baby Yoda dying, so Fuck that was you. where I got the idea. <laughs> yeah. Where the, the, it's like Baby Yoda, and the funny conceit of the article isn't just a, it's not that Baby Yoda dies in the series, it's that Baby Yoda is an actor and died. The oh, sense. yeah, yeah. is the conceit of the article, like, killed by a, by a buzzard or something. Like, well, so the, like I said, there's a fake out.
0: I was watching with Haley last night, and she was just like, Are they going to kill Baby Yoda? I was like, Haley, they've already announced the fact that there's going to be Baby Yoda merchandise. There's no fucking way they're going to kill this thing. What are you, real monsters?
1: God.
0: (laughs) Anyway, got real excited about The Mandalorian for a second. Mm. We were saying something about Batman.
1: And just to continue the diversion just for a second. oh, uh, Because Disney Plus people that are definitely listening. Yeah. Uh... (laughs) Death Tripper is Star Wars Zombie Universe series for your fucking channel It would be, it'd be fucking awesome I have to use my channel to communicate to these people
0: <laughs> we're we're going to get into spoilers uh, so first off the the difference between this and Dark Knight. the movie is that in the Long Halloween, and they definitely don 't do that in the movie so they can play up the his power struggle sort of weird thing with Bruce Wayne yeah. over uh. Jake Gyllenhaal's sister, um, but so his his wife kills some people. Harvey Dent kills some people. The Alberto son Cohn kills, some, kills people. some people, and
1: I think that's those are the three, right? I think,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But you can't be sure. I mean, they never even really clarify whether Calendar Man has. Because you're constantly right. like, "Well, he was accounted for, him, but how could he have done any of this?" Right, and that bothers me because I mean, I don't mind unclear endings necessarily, but maybe not in a noir mystery. Like, well, I feel that like at the end of a of a mystery, you kind of need to get the reveal.
0: I think I think that's that, what you're there
1: for. Like, if there's a Sherlock Holmes that ends with Sherlock being like, "Beats the shit out of me," like who's happy with that?
0: Well, I think part of it too is it's. Some, I think there that, is one that ends like that. That yeah. <laughs>
2: and that can be a that can be a critique of this book. That is a fair critique.
0: I, I would, so my other one isn't. <laughs> I would say it almost like the way that it ends <laughs> subverts its whole noir thing because the Albert is it Albert Falcon
1: uh, Alberto I believe.
0: Yeah, cause, so he dies and that's a red herring thing because you think okay he's out of it and it's one of those like oh they were never dead like they're it's a it's a fake out. And I think that it ends up at the end, the ultimate reveal to the mystery is more that turning of Harvey Dent into Two-Face and seeing his descent. So by the time you get to the end of it where you're like, okay, well, we have solved maybe the murders, but that's not really what's important anymore. Like we lost such a big pillar for quote-unquote justice. And that's, like, it's one of those, like, subversion. hero we deserve. Yeah, it's the subversion of, like, oh, you wanted the answer to the mystery, but, like, in real life, you don't always get that, and people get hurt along the way, too.
1: Oh, it's not real life. It's a comic book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, i I get, I get why people like it. I don't even Excellent observation. It. It's a very readable book, and it's an enjoyable book. True. I just... I wish so, it was two books. So, me and, me <laughs> and, and Josh... was two books that dealt with these themes. Sure, a bit differently.
2: Me and Josh, about a year, year and a half back, maybe even a little bit longer, tried to bite off Gotham for a while. Oof, the television Oof. show Gotham. <laughs> yeah, and I remember, you know, like we were watching it, and you were particularly sort of unhappy with it, as I recall.
1: I just hated that show. I can't even. Yeah. I can't even nail down exactly why. Although I don't think it's. And I Good, precisely.
2: <laughs> and I told you, well, oh, I was like, look, like I'm just gonna buy it on D V D and continue on. We don't have to we don't have to continue like wasting our precious Netflix moments with it. Um, you know, and so so I did do that, like and I while I'm while I'm grading papers and things like that, I'll occasionally just pop on a disc of Gotham and see where it goes. But I never watch it actively. I always watch it very passively. (laughs) Because what I said to you, Josh, was I really like the atmospherics of the show. I think whoever did costumes, whoever does the, the set design, whoever does the locationing, like, those are the people who deserve the awards on that show. Like, yeah. uh, er, like I feel like I fast forward all the time past the Bruce Wayne scenes. I'm like, oh god, it's gonna be Bruce Wayne like complaining about this thing, you know? <laughs> and it, and it sucks that it's like that's the worst part of the show is the the what eventually becomes Batman. The, the
1: worst part of the Batman show is Batman. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. weird, right? Because yep. because
2: yeah. I, I mean. It, what attracted me to the show was um, Donald Loach, right? He, you know, he was on. Yeah, no, Donald Loge is awesome. He was on Law and Order for a couple of seasons that's, before. That's Gordon, right? You know. uh, uh, d- uh, d- uh, um,
1: no, he's he's the partner. Uh, yeah.
2: Why can't I remember? Why am I blanking? Uh, oh gosh, Michael Chiklis. Shush, shush,
1: stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, he's initially Gordon Bullock. Bullock, thank you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes, he's a sort of Heavier set Irish. I, guy. I, right, I yeah. kept running dent.
0: <laughs> like like <laughs> dent.
2: No, he's not dent. No, he's not. Dent. Is it dent? He <laughs> um, also make a, three
1: things, things that aren't dent.
2: <laughs> Damn
1: it! He's also on a pretty good sitcom called Grounded for Life and a great movie called Dowsed That was
2: Donald. <laughs> like, wow, Whoa. that guy's amazing. He's, he's lost some
1: weight.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um. So. So that was what initially attracted me to the show, and it's and it's really the interplay between Gordon and and uh, and. Bullock, that <laughs> that <laughs> that show that makes that show fun to watch in some ways, but it's like I said, it's also the atmospherics, right? And I'm wondering if some of that is going on in this book, where you know the the most boring part about this book is the you know
0: is the is, is the supervillain is sure. the costumed crusaders, yeah, yeah. not yeah. crusaders, but whatever.
1: I just I, I just don't need all that stuff at once. It I really doesn't.
0: I really like the uh the Poison RV uh Poison RV. Oh, Poison RVs.
1: Yeah. See, and that's, that part works for me, like the sprinkling oh. in of it. But yeah. it becomes such a focus. Like, I don't need the Joker on a biplane Well, that's your noir yeah, story.
0: I, that's... Like, hell you don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a noir story. I, I don't need can,
1: a fucking clown with giant can, piano teeth flying a can, biplane can, in, can in, can we through real, basically Manhattan. Can we I love point the piano teeth. Heard... <laughs> <Can> the piano <laughs> teeth are fun. It's a, good, it's a great drawing of Joker. Uh, all we... the art, I mean, I guess we should say, the art is uniformly awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the, and, and they say it for both of these books honestly yeah because except except for the cover to Superman from all seasons which is terrible yeah <laughs> like well, Superman just looks like he's vaguely I don't, like he's a little put off by you I don't is that I that's what you're wearing
2: I don't actually you like it. you're worrying that <laughs> I thought we' were
1: gonna I thought we we're gonna have a nice night but you know you do what you want I guess that's what everyone does now just whatever they want
2: I actually don't love the new edition long Halloween cover either though no, uh, no I, don't, I don't even
1: know if that's sale though the new the new cover is t- is trash it's yeah.
2: it's got sales sort of face quality to it. I I bet yeah, it's sale. But... I think that's
1: his signature. Um, uh, sorry, Tim Sale. I, I think that's a trash cover. Your old yeah. one was great.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I I'm betting there was somebody at DC who anyway. Um, but yeah. Oh, we were gonna we didn't mention this at the top of the show, but worth noting. This is actually our holiday special show. Like, oh the, yeah. The, yeah, the reason why we're, we're happy reading. holidays.
1: And, Certainly, they're very imminent right now. I mean,
2: <laughs> it, you know, effectively, it is though. Um, uh, as as Christmas is now protracted into July, um, but uh, ha ha ha, that's funny. Uh, um, but but it, it's. Uh, joker that typifies christmas in this book which is why i wanted to mention it Uh,
1: which is a fun choice yeah but the actual things that he does aren't things that i care about
2: can i real quickly uh also sidestep and, and mention that uh of all of the holiday shows me and josh have done for for various podcast incarnations this has been this has been probably the best reads we've done for these things.
1: We usually read and watch terrible things for Christmas because I'm a joyless asshole. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> so I'm, we're I'm... changing that tradition this year. I think we're watching your thing this year. Yeah, day, very, day, I was just about
0: thing. to say, I'm very excited for There's nothing thing. saying we want to
2: do Cody's thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> then again, we're also going to be watching uh, one of the first for all night we'll be watching one of the silent night deadly night films. Which one? of are your favorites? Uh, I haven't seen it but I I'm, I'm guessing oh, since it's the fourth in the series. I'm, it's probably not great. I'm and we'll day. also we'll also be watching we're going to have a uh, a Freddy Got Fingered Fred Stab Stavagans, Oh, Jesus. One of Christ, my favorite right. movies which you guys will I don't know you might like it. Maybe you're weird like I am. <laughs> I think Cody might like it or might not <laughs> or is going to hate it. It, I, know, I know both look forward of your, to
3: hating something you enjoy <laughs> yeah.
0: that's of the side of your of your like of of like what you like and of in cartoons and TV shows and blah blah of so I of both of the will definitely the like, love of the garden wall
2: Oh, that's a challenge. I, you're, you're, you, you say, <laughs> don't say that. The, don't say those things. I dislike it.
0: Uh, Over the Garden Wall is going to subvert your subversion so well. I can't wait. It's so good. Fuck. Right. Now I've said it and I, it won't happen.
1: Oh, there's... The one other thing that I want to talk about is... I've this, seen
2: the comics at the store. It doesn't look like my thing,
1: but we'll see. <laughs> the one other thing I want to talk about with this is that there's really good this framing devices up. in the beginning and ending of these issues. Yeah. It must have been a very fun book to pick up an issue. Mm-hmm. I, like Everything starts with a slash page, usually with a big quote. Oh,
2: gosh. Those issues are, like, uh, they were, they weren't prestige, but they were, like, whatever is between a regular comic and prestige. They
1: were oversized.
2: No, they weren't. Or, oh, okay. Uh, they were, um, they had cardboard covers.
3: Mm, okay um
2: and the the paper quality this was before everything had that paper quality yeah. so it, it's that paper quality nice. inside cardboard covers and it was it you could tell that it was supposed to be because i was working special i was working at the other comic store at the time uh every time one of those came out you'd be like oh this is the coolest thing that's coming out this week so yeah. <laughs> right. like
0: yeah it just now DC tries that, and every week we bitch about these goddamn magazine size books.
2: Well, because there isn't the that place to put them. Panel, yeah,
0: yeah, of, that's of great. Bruce Wayne oh standing yeah, in the darkness, that's it's a, so noiry oh, The thing I
1: believe in, Gotham City, oh. which they totally steal for Dark Knight. Yeah, the, the framing device the of that. Shading
0: in this is so good, which is weird
1: because well, in Superman all seasons, and then at the end we see don't have that. Then at the end we see an echo shot of it with Harvey's wife in the darkness saying, I believe in Harvey. Look at, I I know
0: this is a non-visual medium. I didn't know that you pointed that out. You
1: can see, they totally clept that for the fucking movie. And you can see why. Because it's such a fucking strong storytelling device. And then every holiday thing has a particular pull at the beginning. Sometimes holiday related, sometimes not. Like the last issue begins with Albert Falcone saying, I am holiday. And there's a lot of, when they do the end, there's a lot of, like, people talking about what they believe in, like, Batman talking about, like, I believe in the vision of a Gotham free of crime, like, Mm -hmm. all these things. It's, in in terms of that, uh, you can see that he's, that clearly Loeb is a very talented writer, I think. And, And kind of a cinematic writer. Now let's move on to, uh... Let's let's move on to the one that Cody didn't like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you have an opinion about this book, Cody? I wasn't I didn't quite catch it.
0: Um, well, you know, uh I'm trying to think of a big I'm egg. Hard... <laughs> Alright. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I got nothing.
1: Oh, god. Uh, this is also a big influence on another media property according to the poll quotes, because it I believe it says a lot about like how this was an influence on Smallville in some of the quotes. Uh, this looks like it's okay. an influence on Superman
0: Returns. Well,
2: that I would S- contend. Actually, Superman Returns is a good movie.
1: Wrong, wrong. Yeah, wrong, wrong. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon Roush, whatever his name is, best Superman ever. <laughs> he to to his credit. He looks the part. I think he plays the part fine too. Cuz no. Superman's a boring no. boy scout. No. He plays the part excellently. No. He's the only person I've ever seen play Superman who understands that Superman is an alien.
2: Right. But he's he too is not us. He's too distant from wanting to be us, which is what a part of Superman. That to is a function a of the script, not
1: his performance. To be fair, that is—I don't mind it in the script, but that's that's a function of the script, not Brandon as a performer. I, mean, I think if you think about it, like he hangs outside Lois Lane's window, staring in at his baby, wanting to be a part of it, but right. being afraid to do it, but, and then never says it. But I, I love understand performance. It doesn't come out
2: in his characterization of it, though. I think it does. It's... Are we gonna have to rewatch this crap so that I can prove you wrong God. over and over we, again? We might have to. <laughs> I mean, uh, see what it's... happened, Cody. You see what you caused. I will say Superman there's...
1: is like a Monopoly; it can only bring dissent into your family. <laughs> I will say all of the stuff with with Lex Luthor and is needless and can be cut out.
0: What, in this, or are you talking about the movie? The movie. Oh, okay. Batman Returns. Like, you can
1: just not have...
2: Not is that not, your opinion of Kevin Spacey now? Like... <laughs> no, I mean,
1: certainly that adds an uncomfortable element to it. But yeah. that's not why. When I first saw it, I was like, none of this Lex Luthor stuff fucking matters. His
0: sad guy plot... This is, a story
1: in... about, this is a story about an absentee father who's terrified of what he could do to his kid. And the woman he loves. And can't fucking reconcile it. Like, nothing else in this movie matters. Like, none of the super... You remember when not they had a super movie, off really? screen in an X Men movie, so he could be in this movie.
2: Then? Yeah, so that he could
1: be a throwaway douche. <laughs> like, he has to have been so mad. Oh my <laughs> if I god! Would been, I would have been fuming. <laughs> Like I, would a, have, I would have shown up to the X-Men set wearing a fucking Superman shirt and been like, I'm wearing this during this fucking filming. Well, it's so funny because... History, Cyclops' new outfit, dicks. It, history repeats
0: itself, and because of Mission Impossible, you have the fucking mustache Superman in Justice League. <laughs> like, other movies love to fuck with the Superman movies. Fucking, what's his name? Uh, uh God, what's... uh. Uh, um, Island of Doctor Moreau, Crazy Man. Uh, he, uh, Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando also was trying to fuck with the super, like the old I mean, Superman movies at pretty yeah. much every yeah. turn.
1: I do have to say, Island of Moreau, Crazy Man covers a lot of fucking ground. <laughs> <There> were, <laughs> Val Kilmer is also in that movie. You know? oh, fuck. And it was directed by Val, a guy who Val ran Calmer, off to the who jungle, who arguably has been the best
2: night. Batman. By the way, I will I will hold that assertion because that's
0: my favorite film. Batman movie.
2: So. I could, I'd maybe Damn, accept well, that. well, there wasn't that controversy. I thought we were going to redirect controversy. No. <laughs> All right. I'll
3: <They'll laughs>
0: accept
1: that. And Kristen Bale was very overrated. Uh,
0: <laughs> to, and also, did you know that Tommy Lee Jones fucking hates Jim Carrey? Does he? Yes. There, There is great, there's a great story where, like, it was while they were filming and, uh, they Tommy Lee Jones was at a restaurant and Jim Jim Carrey came in and was like being social and like saying hi and waving to all the people and he came over to talk to uh, Tommy Lee Jones and there's a there's a great quote where yeah, he's we're like, in the where, same
2: movie hey friend <laughs> where
0: Tommy Lee Jones says to him he's like I cannot stand you I find you like uh let me see I gotta find the quote hates Jim Carrey
1: right well so um, yeah we'll
0: we'll circle back yeah. to that
1: forever is. Of might be my favorite of the original Batman I've done before. Which, which one did we watch for the series show? Series ones. I don't think we did any of the Burton ones. Oh, did we not? No, we watched the uh, the old serial. Oh, that's right. <laughs> because that's what you're thinking. Of so, the racist one.
0: Yeah. Uh, According to Carrie, Jones said to his face, I hate you, I really don't like you, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. (laughs) That is a fucking savage thing to say to a fellow actor, like, while you're working on a project where you have to amp up your,
1: like, portrayal of that kind of thing. If someone said that to me, I would laugh in their face. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe it was Tommy Lee Jones. He seems like he may be murder or something. Yeah. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh-uh. <laughs> the Superman for all seasons. Superman doing stuff in uh, the book. Yep. So this one also has a time-based conceit uh, where we're going through a year based on seasons, uh, and it's.
2: Clearly, DC didn't have as much faith in this project as they only gave it four parts and not. I was like yeah, I was Superman about to say one.
1: it's
0: it's there's, a fraction.
2: I don't of don't know the if
1: you know there are four seasons. You can't have like a twelve issue <laughs> season. The, it's, <laughs> the,
2: it's the same conceit though, so <laughs> I mean,
1: Superman for all holidays. I suspect the conceit came before the publishing contract. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Um. So. <laughs> God. Superman So it starts with Superman Sort of memories of him Back on the farm And each chapter is narrated By somebody who's not Superman Yeah The first one is by Pa Kent uh,
2: By the way The uh, second one is pull, Lois Lane Third Tug one at your heartstrings, Pa Kent Yeah God damn it Again yep. Superman is every, always f- Every time Pa Kent's in one of these Fucking things now I ball like a goddamn baby
0: Pretty much, Superman is that character that I feel like if you if you have a book where you you call it like you make it a big deal about Superman, but you downplay him every fucking chance you get, and instead play up everybody else's reactions and discussions. I think that shit is always so much more interesting than how how Superman feels about the situation. All right, Jeez.
2: here we go.
1: <laughs> I think it's an I interesting wanna... approach in that. <laughs> So, I I don't mind comics that keep Superman, like I said, kind of alien, kind of distinct from us, because because he is he's not he looks like, like a dope in important. this book, but he
2: grew up like his socialization is you know Midwestern American, yeah. you know like and I and I yeah. would disagree
1: that he would and act the alien
2: as a result of
1: and the conflict between his socialization as a sort of stolid Midwesterner American and the truth of him as an invincible alien and the physical reality that that incorporates that he can never... Like, he will never fear death in the way that we do, right? He can't. Like, all of us here every day, not in huge ways, but we have to make decisions to not do things that will kill us. Right. We We have to eat things that aren't poisonous. We have to, like, not stick our fingers in light sockets or fucking you know, yeah, you jump don't. off of buildings or shit like that. Superman doesn't have to worry about any of that. <laughs>
0: Superman regularly trying like life... poison and sticking fingers in light sockets. <laughs> like, like I'll sh- raise him I'll however you, you like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you raise him however you like, but that different physical reality that he has is going to detach him from us to some extent. Yes. And the conflict between those forces ultimately is my take on the character of Superman that I think makes him interesting. The fact that he's he is this different thing than us. He wants to be us, he can never be us, and we want to be him, but we can never be him. Mm-hmm. And those conflicts are what drive good Superman stories, I think. I
2: see yeah. and I and I think that like for instance since we mentioned All-Star Superman earlier, like All-Star Superman does a fine job of not making him alien, but making him, you know, separate.
1: Yeah. Oh, I think folks. he's fairly alien in that book, if I well. Maybe someday we'll do an All-Star Superman episode.
2: I thought we already did, but maybe I
1: don't think we did. I don't think we ever got around to doing one. Like I, I guess we were going to do an All-Star Superman versus All-Star Batman. I don't know oh, if we ever did. Oh, that's
2: right. Maybe that's what. I... You know, with the reboot, we can do whatever we want because those episodes are probably mostly lost at this yeah. point anyway.
1: I'll so. start Batman is a piece of fucking garbage, and I would love an episode to shit on it. Wow. We <laughs> yeah. haven't done one. That'll it's be... such a bad book. It's one of the worst comics ever made.
2: Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We might have to have that episode then because yeah. I'm i not sure I agree with that.
1: Um, I know, uh, it's, it's dumb nonsense in so many ways. Well, it's, it, it's not as as Holy Terror. But that's not saying...
2: Well, fucking shit. Just... What?
1: It's not as bad as explicit I race hate. I, well, I haven't read
2: Holy Terror. It's uh, explicit race but, hate. But if you compare uh, All-Star Batman to Holy Terror, I'm sure anything would win up against it. But,
1: like... I just want to say... I was saying that because I said Batman and Robin might be my least favorite comic. And, sure. Uh, there are things worse than that, but they are things like Holy Terror that I find more ideologically... Like, reprehensible, sure. Openly reprehensible, as opposed um, to just representing terrible things in the human psyche in
3: general.
2: But, well, because, like, you know, we got... Uh, this week we got in the uh, Alexandria Casio cortez comic. <laughs> and we've been joking about it oh for a couple of days. God. Because the cover is
3: particularly
2: sort of like... Mm. <laughs> rock
0: in this it's a it's a lenticular cover that half of it is is her, her in, in a parka in a winter parka and then the other half is her uh iron spider knockoff comic cover or like comic costume with <laughs> a rockin' camel toe, like you can't. It's the focus of the
3: cover.
1: Yeah, <laughs> this is the Trumps Titans it. people. It is. Yes. God I'm... damn you! You're <laughs> out of business. You're the worst people. I, I don't know how they stay. Who is buying these books? They fucking Low-lars. fucking dumb Low-lars. hipsters. Low-lars store. Um, oh, I, I was going to say, they probably sell well for you guys, because I'm sure fucking Hipster Trash really. would love to fucking pick up on it. Well, I'll oh, tell you, I, 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 pointed this, I, better.
2: I pointed this out to Cody, actually, um, earlier this week. What keeps happening with the Trump books is we'll get one in, and somebody will put another comic in front of it, and we won't notice it for, you know, hours okay? or days, <laughs> you know, like...
1: Um, oh, and so, it's, so, so it's MAGA sabotage. Yeah. Yep.
2: Which is, you know, fine to a certain extent, because as we read those for the show, like, I, I turned out I hated those because they, I thought they were reprehensible.
1: But if, if Trump supporters genuinely want to do harm to those comics, they should let people read them. Yeah. <laughs> like there's nothing, there's nothing worse to your opinion of those comics than reading them. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh,
3: God.
0: I remember I was, like, I was so intrigued by, like, the whole Donald Who Laughed things that i like flipped through that one and it's oh god they're all or, or the fake news ones that they were all just called fake news with the like really offensive covers yeah oh jesus
1: christ you, you weren't here for the episode when we did that no um, I've, I've heard a lot about dodged that a one, fucking though. bullet matrix style with that shit god yeah i re- <laughs> really
0: did that was harrowing <laughs> we we don't we don't ever wish personal harm on creators, but we can oh. definitely wish for a company to go out of business. Yes, <laughs> I mean I
1: don't wish. I, I I hope that they find. Well, I, I hope, hope, they, hope find they get stable okay, yeah, you. Well, hang on, now. hang on.
2: So the publisher who publishes those is Keen Spot, yeah. who is a fascinating company. Like if I you know if yeah. I had all the time in the world to you know study these companies, like I would be interested in what Keen spots. Full business yeah
0: our business model
2: the reason being is because they started out like as a republisher of web comics so huh. and they in fact their main thing when they started if i'm not mistaken was that they had a website where you could basically publish your web comic for free huh and they were a a, a place that hosted webcom and so no matter how good or how terrible your web comic is you could put your idea out there, and they would host it. Oh, and yeah. then there were agreements that they made with certain creators, like on their site, that would then republish those things in in an anthology that would come out like quarterly, that was like mm-hmm. five hundred pages thick or something, and was Shit. and was on pulpy paper, so it was like you know this really thick like thick boy for nine ninety yeah. nine, and and it. it, it, it it could have worked <laughs> like you could see where the logic like would would right. would have something like that work and they it they didn't. Harvey dented themselves <laughs> it, it didn't and i think some of it had to do probably with like you know creators needing money to create um because shocking the keen spot model probably like gave them little or no money and they were just like well exposure
1: you know um possibly to do with the quality of content could have been that,
2: too. Because, um, I mean, they were expecting, I think, 10 bucks for something like that, 500 pages. Yeah. So, it was, you know, it was it was that, too. Um, anyway, I don't think they do any of that anymore. Because they're now publishing all of these, like, political things and, and the occasional, like, reprint of a manga thing.
1: They're like the Asylum. Um, they fell into a business model that works and now they're trapped by it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So.
0: Wow, that's a... Yeah. That's a very good point. I didn't it, think about that comparison.
1: That's funny. <laughs> Sorry, like Superman asylum. for all seasons. Comics that are not published by Keenspot. And therefore better. <laughs> because wow. any comic not published by Keenspot is probably better than comics that are. Um so Pa Kent is the first one then Lois Lane then Lex Luthor and then uh I Lana forgot Lane. that I
2: interrupted him during the like beginning of the of, the, of and, the like the structure of the thing. Sorry. And
1: and they do do a uh do LL you. joke in here too, which is fun cuz three I just realized three of the chapters are LLs <laughs> narrated uh where where Lois finds a, a letter on his desk that's uh, to an LL. And she's like, What, what are you doing to, talking about me? And he's like, That's not you. And she's right. like, How many people with the initials LL do you know? And I'm like, Lots, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as it turns out. The bad guy in this book, two different girlfriends. Isn't there like a girlfriend from like some Bottle City with an outlet in LL? Yes, as well? there
2: is. There's a mermaid. <laughs> There's a mermaid. Lori Lemur or something.
1: Lori Lori Lemur. <laughs> So Way it turns player. out Superman's got a type, and that type has to do with typographical. <laughs> anyway, so the, the story is it starts with Superman on the farm, figuring out that he's it's you know it's a Superman begins. It's a figuring out he's Superman. Well, yeah, it's, it's just like by it's, the fact that he's built like a. Brick fucking shit with oh, a fucking face like its it too. His own
2: initials are sort of LL too, and they're Cal L. Yeah, yeah,
1: LL. that's true. It's, it's it's the assonance instead of the like consonance, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, mm. hmm. more interesting in Red Sun than in this book.
0: <laughs> that whole thing.
1: <laughs> um, so Superman decides he's gonna he's got to go to the big city and use his powers to save people, and he does so uh becomes a huge I'm, media sensation by repeatedly
0: saving the one kid who can't learn not to play fucking ball on a literal goddamn skyscraper roof. <laughs> that kid needed to die. Like that's the that kids super... on
2: the escalator again. Um, I will say that one of the scenes I very much enjoyed in this book was his conversation with um uh, Lana where like Lana's saying you're going to have to go to the city. And Mm -hmm. he's like, but it doesn't have to be the end of us. And she's basically like, it kind of does. And it's like, oh, God. You know? Yeah. Like,. Like that scene just, (laughs) you know, mm. like having left them at one point, you know, like, like that is one of those moments where like, if you, if you've ever been in that situation, which all three of us have, Uh like you leave your, you know, your old friends, you leave your old girl these sorts of things to, to sort of make it big or what have you. Well, because you
1: feel you have to, because some people are okay with staying where they are and that's fine, but some people aren't and.
0: Well, there's a cost to that. (laughs) Yeah, on that same side, the in the scene that impacted me more was when he goes back. First time he goes back, it's like the second time where the his buddy like outbursts on him about like you don't know what's going on here because you're not here. Like you're you're big city
1: boy, city boy. That's Uh, me because it's it's his friend Pete who when he was uh, when he was a a kid I want to say Pete Rose, but that's a it's not Pete (laughs) Rose, Uh, Pete Sampras, Ross. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's Pete Rose. He's upset about his gambling conviction. Um, <laughs> Pete Ross, who is sort of, when they're kids, he's sort of the big talker he's portrayed in here. And I think in other Superman media as well. And that's uh, and then he he's moved like,
0: to the big city and he was like,
1: hmm, ah, Jimmy Olsen. You're you're my good Pete replacement. <laughs> so Pete's the big talker and he's going to like make it big in this world. But then he's of the three friends. He's the one who doesn't leave. He sticks uh-huh. around and he's unhappy about I know it. it's
0: one of those uh, it's but that is a very very relatable thing about leaving your small town and coming back where it's like you know you made your own choices in life or your own decisions that that either kept you here or made you decide to stay here but then you lash out at the people who come back because you're like you left me and you're like you fucking made that choice man like i don't know what to tell you like but it yeah. just like some some people will just be like that you'll eventually have Friends that, for no reason, kind of turn on you a little bit,
1: yeah, because they're unhappy with their station in life, which is sad because anybody can leave, and because choosing to stay isn't bad either if that's it's about right. finding a life that you value mm-hmm. like and some people will find that where they came from, and some people need to find it elsewhere, and there's nothing wrong with either thing
0: in in that sense, I will say Superman is a good uh, i'm trying to think of what the thing is it it's a good like I want to say obelisk I don't know it's a good like point to project those types of emotional lessons on because like the whole thing that we've already discussed the alien outsider blah 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 thing where
1: because in a way he is more trapped into leaving then because he can't is he going to spend the rest of his life as, like, the dude in a small town that right. everyone eventually you're, figures out is actually invincible?
0: Right, you're burdened with your, like, whole great power, great responsibility shit. Like, how many people are you really helping staying in? Well, I mean, I, I guess he goes back and helps the Flood. Have, so. either, have yeah.
2: either of you guys ever read Huck?
1: The Mark Muller? Uh, no, I, I kind of refuse it. to.
2: <laughs> it's okay to refuse to. It's, 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 a, it's not a great book. But I hate it, the premise of it so it, much. It does have a—it's a Superman conceit, but it's by he, Mark Millar. He looks um, like Superman, and Superman is kind of a autistic fella. Yeah, or,
1: it's like Forrest Gump, yeah. Gump is Superman, right? Yeah, Forrest yeah. Gump is Superman. Uh,
2: to me, that—that that would be the way in which you could keep Superman in the small town. You know, like you know, like if he—he yeah. you know, like he, he wasn't, you know.
1: Except that's a horribly offensive concept, like, so no one could ever write that. Oh, hi, Mark Millar, how you doing? <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> but that could keep him in that small town, and that could keep him sort of limited in that way. And that's not to say anything about small town people, but that's to say about Superman's own sort of, like...
1: His sense of the greater world, yeah, his responsibility right. to it. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Cosmopolitanism, I suppose.
1: Well, I think it's more about the responsibility... Like, you could stay in the small town, but to do so would mean... Accepting that everyone, that people are constantly dying that you could have helped.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: you know? So. It, uh But Superman's a Boy Scout. He would have so he to have some, some save difficulty them. with understanding the wide applicability of his gifts and saving people, I think, in order to make that choice. and We'll not turn, be we'll turn you around with
2: Superman, Cody. By By the end anyway. of broadcasting Ugh. with us, at some point, you'll be like, ah, eh, that Superman story wasn't so bad.
1: Uh, it's not so, that bad. It really isn't. Uh, well, I see. It. I turned him around already. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes. So he goes to the city. And what we're, we're getting? A look w- at that face. Fuck this guy, man.
2: Look, that's that's art. <laughs> you, were, you you just complimented the art a while ago. I'm know? not
1: trying to change anybody's mind. Everybody's right. Everything right
0: in this book, especially like the Lex Luthor robots, is cool. But even look at like when you just look at the whole overall book. I'm sure this is done on purpose. But like. All of the backgrounds are this, like, grade sepia thing. And Superman is the only real dynamic splash of color on any page. But, like, I don't know. It just makes me hate him more.
3: Like, like Superman
0: has to have all the color in the
1: scene. I think there's something very specific behind that, and we'll get to it in a bit. Um, But it's, you know, you don't have to change your mind. Yeah. I'm not... I don't want to. I don't want to change people's names. Like if it was an offensive opinion. Like if Cody was <laughs> right. like, I don't really like. Uh, she ran for all seasons, and Jews are. Behind I was the just about. Genius, yeah, I was about to say it's like I don't like, right, I don't like Superman because I don't like his Jewish thing, origins. Let's put aside the Superman thing, and maybe get into the thing where you don't like Jews. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should talk about. would have suddenly become an intervention. Why did we, go, why did we Godwin's Law today? I don't know why like, that happened. We didn't Godwin's Law. We didn't. Yet. I mean, we're almost there. Though. Well, I understand it's, that that's also
0: a, an important part about the whole Superman history, too, is his, like, the, not his origins, but, like, the actual creator origins yeah. and stuff like that. And I do,
2: I, that stuff is I cool. have a lot to say about that another day because Josh really wants to talk about the book we're talking about. <laughs>
1: So so he goes to the city and it's sort of a, a compressed version of a lot of what I would say was sort of the John Byrne '80s. Like yeah. Re- okay, so re- Cody re-
2: asked me earlier this week why does Lex Luthor have hair in this, and I and I said because that's what he looked like in the '80s. Yeah. You know,
1: <laughs> there's even because I believe in the one of the first things he does in the burn is he it's a submarine or a ship that he's carrying. Yeah. So there's some echoed events happening. Mm-hmm. It was it was in the '80s they brought Superman back. The thing. A lot of people don't realize it's the golden, and I guess it would be silver as well. Superman doesn't have much to do with the modern Superman, other than sort of character design and like names. Mm -hmm. Because that Superman had a lot of long ago continuity that they've largely let go of in favor of the John Byrne reboot continuity. Right. Like, for instance, Lex Luthor in the original, uh, he was just a criminal who was good at inventing things. Yeah. Like, he wasn't. uh, Lex Luthor stole 40
0: cakes, and that's terrible. Yes.
1: <laughs> he was not a super awesome businessman who's yeah. corrupt. Uh, that was the John Byrne. That brought yeah, that.
0: the 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 modern idea of Lex Luthor as like as that as like the humanitarian front, but yeah. that's your bad guy. I think is one of those things that like that's more dynamic. That's more it's, interesting.
1: Well, it, it, it creates. I think what John Byrne saw was that you could create the dichotomy between Superman, the the person who wants to be a good guy but is separated by his alienness. And Lex Luthor, who is very human and very fallible as a human. He's mm-hmm. not the moral actor that and, Superman is. And, and Lex has
0: that, like, widespreading reach where he has that influence and power where he can do good things. But also, simultaneously, because I hate Superman so much, I'm going to poison the whole city. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, he always has, there's, someday we'll do the Luthor book that Azarello did. Mm-hmm. Someday we'll do that book for the show, because Aura and I both think that was one of the best ones ever. But it's it shows, like, Lex Luthor's plans are basically, like, he wants everybody... I think if Lex Luthor could just push a button and make everybody see that Superman's a dick, like, he'd just do that. I have that in common. <laughs> like, he'd be fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need any of the other stuff. Like, he sometimes commits crimes in the furtherance of his money, but, like... Right. That's not his main thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a criminal... In the way that any business... Is, is a criminal in the way that the President of the United States right now is a criminal? Oh, boy. <laughs> Almost definitely dumb things that are criminal because he's rich. So,
2: I was holding this a little bit back because I didn't want it to get like this, but since you went there, like, <laughs> John Burns Superman, or uh, John Burns Lex Luthor is based off of Donald Trump. Like, is he?
3: Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's
1: awesome. Wow. That's so funny. That makes a lot of sense. There was, I think it was another Hard Times uh, parody article where they, no, it was McSweeney's, where they did a bit from uh, Lex Luthor talking about how uh, Elizabeth Warren's policies are are going too far. of the, sort of the, uh, it's the jokes that you'd think it would be, but it ends with like, but even if she does win, you need to vote for her instead. Whoever wins the Democratic nomination, because Donald Trump is clearly just a crazy person. (laughs) God. (laughs) Like there's some things even I wouldn't do. (laughs) That was a funny conceit. Anyway, so it's sort of the John Byrne Superman thing. He comes back. We get the Luthor, who's the businessman, and who's upset. In fact, in a lot of his narration, he talks about how the city, it's his city, and, like, Uh the city is sort of like his mistress and his great love, and now they love Superman, and he's like, oh, fuck you
0: all. He still has, he has that, um, spoiled, like he's a good bad guy blah 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 there's you know all the dick sucking that we've already done for him but at the end of the day he can't stand people liking somebody else more than him when superman literally hasn't done anything yeah. like shows up saves like a couple of people and like a couple of small isolated incidents and yeah. then like right off the bat bat lex loser's like huh well they don't they also don't know that he's an alien you just see another person who's super
1: powered and you're like holy shit, people are fallible, like, this is a bad idea. And you don't understand the difficulties of enacting structural reform that affects large amounts of people. Like, because I'm sure if you asked Lex, if this Lex Luthor was a person you could talk to, and you said, well, how right. do you do what you do? You'd be like, well, I'm trying to create a better world. And sometimes people get hurt in that process. But overall, I'm trying to do good for the majority of people. Like, mm-hmm. the... The classical capitalist justifications where, like, if if we run the system properly, then, like, if we're greedy, it will still create good outcomes for the most people.
0: Right. And the to, to that same extent, Superman, like, part of the reason that Lex Luthor goes on the real tear for Superman is there's a burning building... Super, uh, Lex Luthor's Lex bots are saving a bunch of people but they miss one that yeah. Superman sees because he can see fucking through buildings and he instead of being like oh you, you did a good job saving 80% of this building he shames Lex Luthor publicly yeah. about you almost killed this one person where it's like fuck you Superman are you helping the people in the Ukraine that are also like dying in house fires
1: like you can't well, save everybody. I suspect Superman's greater point would be that there's a company that Lex Luthor is associated with, him buying and possibly, arguably, mm, uh, yeah. responsible for the problem happening in the first place. Oh,
0: you, you yeah, fair. That's fair.
1: But that. But yeah, I no, know. You're, you're you're certainly right that it's. And that's, you know, some of the interesting moral dynamics of underpin Superman that can make it an interesting character and interesting books from the character. I I definitely
0: love discussing Superman stuff with people more than I like reading Superman stuff.
1: (laughs) It's understandable. There's a lot of Superman that I actually don't like to read that much. (laughs) I just think that there are cool things that can be done with the character. Yeah. Uh, And and I actually, I I do like this one, as we'll get to. Uh, So the plot continues that... Uh, Lex Luthor's a. It's unclear if he poisons the whole city. Like somehow the entire city gets poisoned, and he knows how they, to stop it. He
0: he literally uses the one person that Superman saves and like yeah. basically turns her into a bomb, like a a chemical bomb. Well, and but like in a such a convoluted not like a convoluted. It's an interesting plan.
1: Well, that, he he uses her to save the city. Like
0: yeah, but, but then she but has, has this, to die. Then, yeah,
1: he's then brought. This woman who's now worshiping Superman and turned her into Toxin, uh, a superhero who can, because she's a biochemical engineer, and she can distribute the, uh, the antidote. The yeah, saves to the poison the that city, he does. But then she dies from it, which is a very complicated plot, which is very in character for Lex Luthor. Yeah. yeah I, I like it that. It <laughs> Again, all... in Luthor, his plot in that is fucking ridiculously stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I just, did read that. It just even... is such a good representation of. <laughs> Lex is like, I just want to hurt him. I just want to win. I just want everyone to see mm-hmm. that he'll do any fucking thing, however stupid. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: so his stupid plan does manage to make Superman sad when she I dies. Stop eating <laughs> hamburgers,
0: I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> or is that Captain America? That's Superman, right? I
2: don't know. I, the, the, I remember seeing it, but I don't remember
0: I'm pretty sure. I think that's Captain America. It's the cover where it's like, if I stop eating, I'll die. Oh,
2: that's
1: Superman. That's yeah. a, that's a Superman. That's a, that's a Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's the covers of Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen and the Superman's gal Lois Lane are some of the best fucking things ever made in comics. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> All oh, of them like... just imply. Golden Age Superman was a really cruel motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, all God. yeah. I read the
0: thing that Aura posted about like poor fucking Superman gaslighting everybody like all
1: the time. He was
2: he was alien and distant back then, so he would definitely have been a dick.
1: I think just men were expected to be more of dicks back then. Back before <laughs> back before anyone thought we had feelings. So they were like, Yeah, sure, he's just uh, evil to everyone and constantly gaslights Lois mm-hmm. and these incredibly elaborate ways. Why wouldn't he? He's a man, right? Um, I was,
2: uh, I was, was, uh, talking to either, it was either Cody or Max at the store the other day about how when we read, uh, the old, uh, uh, the old, my, uh, the old Neil Adams, uh, Green Lantern and Green Arrow and how you and I had that running gag on the old podcast for, you know, for friggin months where every time we'd come to blows about something, we would talk about literally coming to blows just like, uh, Green Lantern and Green Arrow. We're going to have a fight.
1: We're going to settle this like men. <laughs> the The caption
0: not as important as the picture of Superman decking Supergirl.
3: <laughs> it's um,
1: uh, there's there's a Probably great panel from like the first Supergirl appearance where she like has risked life and limb and barely gotten to this planet, and he's like, "Okay, now you're going to go live with my parents for a while, and I'm not going to see you forever." Bye. Yep.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, um. So Cody. Yes. The Superman problem. Uh huh. Yes. Um, let me just say there okay, is
1: okay, can, I, can yeah. I wrap the book up real quick and oh, then say yeah. one oh, thing about the form did, of the book I guess I don't it's Lex who's convinced <laughs> him this plot has happened, and then he goes home and he gets happy again yes and that's that 's the shape that 's the large arc of the plot. Uh, I wanted to say one thing about this book going into the discussion, uh, mm-hmm. and I think it ties into something what you you pointed out about the art about the brightness versus the sort of m- more muted color scheme. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the back, it refers to this, uh, one of the pull quotes from Smallville, so that it's the it's the scope of a John Ford film. But I would say more Frank Capra. To me, that's what this book is and what a lot of Loeb does. I think he yeah. thinks very cinematically. What he's making here isn't a typical Superman story. What he's making is like, it's a wonderful life, but yeah. with Superman. That's fair. Yeah. I can see that. That and would be
0: a cooler th- holiday th- Superman story, I think, too. Yeah.
1: And I think that's the color scheme of it in particular, too, because that sort of washed-out color is, you know... That's fair. Older... Although I would associate Capra it, with black and white. It uh,
0: does feel it's... nostalgic, and not in, like, a 90s mm-hmm. nostalgic way. It feels 70s, 80s nostalgic.
1: Yeah, and very not representational. Like, if you look at images in here of Superman against normal people, uh, like, there's one of him hugging his You're father. very
0: aware that Superman is not a normal person. <laughs> Where Baby he is... Baby Huey-looking motherfucker.
1: Yeah. God. Well, he definitely is, and it's...
0: It is <laughs> I those, We gotta works.
1: talk about it, like... <laughs>
0: You Liz. did. <laughs> Superman's got a doughy-ass face in this book. I mean,
1: Superman's always drawn
0: to, kind of a doughy to, ass to, face. to be fair, I did tell Aura this. Even as I shit on it, I actually do like when Superman is drawn in this, like, not muscular, but, like, big style. I like it yeah. when Superman looks like Mr. Incredible. I like that. I like the big j- chin jaw. Yeah. It's like, this I'll...
1: panel of him sitting next to his mother... Uh, it looks like she's a fucking child. You, yeah, you
2: have, you have the page number too. You
1: can yeah, actually... it's uh, page forty-seven in the original. Uh,
2: Usually we don't have page numbers, which is why I said that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's just dwarfing her. There's another one. I don't know where it is. But I, there's another one where he's like he comes home and he hugs his father, and again his father looks like a fucking child. Next to him. you're just like
2: I just oh
1: I just wonder why Lois doesn't figure out that like, he's Superman this because his stature is not. That's like he is, <laughs> That's, yeah, to he be is fair. Superman or he is like a Russian contract killer. Yeah. <laughs> like he's he's one of those fucking things. Like you he might be you a about WWE the time I met wrestler. A Russian contract killer. Really?
2: Yeah. It was at a hotel in uh, like somewhere south of uh, Las Vegas. We were staying at this hotel, and the guy who owned the place was pretty clearly like mobbed up, and uh... <laughs> and. And he, I, you know, I I was talking to him about. Don't where drop was. any last
0: names now. I don't have <laughs> no. it.
2: I, don't, I also don't remember the town. Otherwise, oh, perfect. Yeah, so that's what I'd say too. You know. no, no, <laughs> no, don't say
1: the name of the
0: town. <laughs> Sorry, I don't
2: remember the name of the town. I don't
0: oh. remember the name of
1: Seattle, Washington.
2: <laughs> but he, uh, South I, of I was, ta- Las I he was, he was out, he was out having a smoke while I Seattle, was Seattle,
1: Washington, Nevada. <laughs> <laughs>
2: This was this was on a different trip. Um, so I uh, this was this was San Diego. This was on the way to San Diego. Um, so we uh we stopped at this hotel and uh, the guy was out having a smoke and I was because it was fucking two thirty in the morning and I was you know just out messing around and uh and I started to talk to him and I asked him where he was from and he's like oh I'm from Italy whatever blah 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 and uh, I was oh I don't. I don't, uh, your accent doesn't, you know, I, I said something like, oh, the accent, you know, threw me. I thought it was somewhere else. And he's like, no, Italy. And I was like, okay, cool. And I went inside and I was like, you know, I said to the guy I was traveling with, uh, I was like, I was like, did you know that guy Like, who owns the hotel's Italian? He looks at me and he's like, no, his tattoos. He's obviously a, like, you know, a contract killer. And I was like. Why are we staying here then? Because <laughs>
0: like, the rates are to die this, for.
2: Ah, this could end poorly. <laughs> so.
1: I am how you fun. say Russian Gaevich. <laughs> <laughs> Adventure Brothers heavy episode. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so now we're the Superman problem. I'm over right now. Oh, okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> Cody. I love when Aura does that. The nah I'm over it now. I don't care anymore. I've I've seen him do it to customers so often. It's fucking hilarious. He does he does this shit to me at work, and I have to I I literally have to turn away because I'm biting my lip not to like start guffawing out loud because a customer will be like rambling the way that a, like you know service industry people you know you just have to deal with people talking at you and I'll overhear Aura or I'll just like be like. What? No, no. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Uh, I don't care anymore. <laughs> like literally, just like that. In, in a retail sense.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't belong doing this much anymore. <laughs> like, uh,
1: yeah, unfortunately, you've realized how little you should care. <laughs> no, 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 no.
2: It's good. To, it's good to have that, like you know, uh, veil of, of 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 you know yes like i i need to take care of the customer i need to be you know, now now i've like eaten through it so much like, like moths or something right like, um so cody for you i would suggest a superman book action Comics 775 yep. what's wrong with truth justice and the american way I mm. absolutely
1: knew that was what you were gonna this, recommend. This sounds like
0: like the Lisa Simpson speech of a of a Superman thing.
2: It's really
0: good. I'll I'll, I'll look into it. I'll it's
1: single, It's like an oversized issue, but it's an issue. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's just like one a double issue special. It's,
2: it's the it's it's uh it wasn't the thing was I thought it was written by somebody like Jeff Loeb or something like that, and I think when. Did we? I, I don't think we did it for the show. I thought it
1: was somebody. What? No, it, it's action. What is what, the name of it? Action
2: Comics seven seventy five. Um,
1: I have seen Jeff Johns for some reason.
2: It's, uh, but it's it's a it's it's a it's a oh. single issue called "What's Wrong with Truth, Justice, and the American Way." Joe White. Kelly. Joe Kelly. That's who it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kelly he, yeah, I mean he's journeyman. a journeyman. He's a workhorse guy. He's not, but he's not. You know, Yeah,
1: he's not a superstar, oh, but he's a good yeah. journeyman.
2: Yeah. So, so that's what I'm going to suggest to you, sir. Don't read what it's about. Just put it away. No, I. I hate um, this art style, though. Doesn't matter. I hate this era of art. Knock
0: style it for off. Comics.
1: But put it away. Fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's very good, and it does. The art style is sort of to a point. Right. Have you that's... ever read The Authority? Me? Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. Okay. It's the... I. I just don't
0: like it when. Sorry, when art goes where they do that thing where they try to like,
1: it looks like rounded too sure. much.
2: Well, that is the book that turned me around on Superman. I, mean,
1: I think the Authority was out by then, right? Yeah. yeah, it was very much echoing the look of the Authority. Yeah, hmm. it's it's talking about it's a book that talks a lot about current comic trends, and it's a quick read. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, I'll check. I'll check these both out. But I mean, you don't know, need to. I also really like Superman Birthright
2: birthright was okay yeah
1: this I, is this is exactly right
2: as much as other people but yeah, yeah. it's it, it was good
1: there's this great scene in it where he's still it's he hasn't become superman yet he's just clark kent and he's sort of interning in there in the somewhere where there's terrorists happening and a bunch of people have been killed and he has the the one guy who's there and you sort of see this conflict in him where he's has the guy against a wall and his fist is up and he's like, "I could kill this person. Like, I could, oh. I could end this person's life." That is a good scene. And he from he that takes, book. he takes this choice not to, and you can see it play out over panels. Hmm. And it's really influential to how I look at the character with that, that idea of how he has to constantly choose to not do that. Yeah, <laughs> like that conflict between the alien and the human. Mm-hmm. Huh. Strange
0: rule. I could crush your head like a
1: nut, but I okay. won't because I need you exactly every every almost every fight Superman gets in that's the case he's choosing to not murder somebody
0: right pulling your punches by like a thousand
1: yeah and that I think is something that can make him an interesting character and I wouldn't disagree with you there's a lot of uninteresting Superman out there because there's certainly fucking hits
2: uh yeah I mean I, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna try to tell
1: you that that's not the case <laughs> <laughs> but I mean any character with a long history has a bunch of shit yeah, that's
0: that's yeah. definitely fair. That's uh, honestly, I feel like that is the the biggest downfall to to uh, both of these characters. Is there's so much content for both Batman and Superman, and yeah. what is what is uh, universally Batman to you is not what is universally Batman to the next person. The same for Superman. I yeah. I do I as like an outsider looking in on the Superman fandom, there is something that. For for weirdly how much I shit on Superman, it's one of those things where it's like it's Superman, he can take it, and uh, I like it when I see like a bunch of people that aren't comic people, but they'll have like a fucking Superman T-shirt. And they're like, yeah. oh, I like Superman. It's just like, yeah, sure.
1: For counterbalance, there's a great uh, turning.
0: You is that what this is? Yes. Is that what that's been the whole time? Yeah, I thought this was the long-winded no. thing. No. I thought I I thought no, I was no, saying, that would be. Oh, I I follow. I thought I was like, fuck, I keep saying the same thing. I hate Superman. I thought that's
2: what
1: this was.
2: No, you started every time you hate Superman by prefacing, by saying, I know I've said I hate Superman, (laughs) but...
1: Uh, For Counterbalance, there's a great YouTube video by a guy named Kyle Colgren about, like, is Superman still relevant and why, which Mm -hmm. I I think I I highly recommend. He's a guy who normally does film criticism with uh, sort of an academic Mm -hmm. bent I don't know if I would agree with it as a, it, it's a, at the points that he makes, but it's a very interesting sort of take on the sometimes the bad things that Superman represents. And the companion to another one of his videos about I can't remember what it's called. It might be from Caligari to superheroes or something. It's a or like the fascist urge, or it's it's about sure. the claim that I think can be legitimately made that a lot of American big summer culture blockbuster actiony stuff. In, in these days in particular is kind of crypto fascist sometimes
2: no i mean i i think i said that about the the most recent batman trilogy i mean i've said nope. that over and over again like i was like i do not like the message of these movies <laughs> you know what are like, the nolan ones or you yeah saying, no. the nolan ones they're they're very anne randian and hmm. you know
1: well and they're very much like involved. Batman embracing morally terrible things like the surveillance exactly. state. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Uh, let yeah. Do we want to um, do we want to get into police state Batman for well, a second? and <laughs>
2: also we have this ultimate weapon, and nobody should have it except me. I should
3: have it, right?
1: But I will say that you see the same thing in Iron Man. Sure. It's, it's just it's a more comedically toned series. In the second one when he's all like, "I'm not going to give. I'm going to give the Defense Department my my super armor attack, and I'm like, "Why wouldn't you want?" Look, I'm not a big fan of war, but if you have super armor, why wouldn't you want some form of super armor to keep our keep soldiers from getting right. killed? That would maybe de-escalate wars.
3: Mm-hmm. Like if
1: we had an increased survivability. Like, but no, we have to trust. The message of so many of these things is we have to trust the the enlightened rich, or person who's either rich or born superior in some way, mm-hmm. to to be the moral arbiter, and that's not a great message.
3: Well,
2: anyway.
1: yeah. Um. But, but but yeah, I think to, to sort of, I should probably move towards wrapping things up. Uh, I, I do agree with Cody that I think these are both characters because they have such a history. You have to have a take. Yeah. Like, I don't think you can write Batman or Superman without having a take. And that take will always exclude some things. Uh-huh. And therefore but, always alienate, in some ways it's a trap, well, because always alienate some DC's things. Well, and
2: that's DC's problem at the moment, though, is that they have attempted over and over again to not,
0: uh-huh. like, yeah, they stuff out.
2: <laughs> and they, you know, every time they do, you know, obviously somebody writes them a strongly worded letter, and they end up trying <laughs> to integrate some crap in that doesn't belong there, you know?
1: Yeah, which is why I always I was like the Mark Waite approach. <laughs>
2: um Like, for instance, I remember when New 52 came out, I said this to you, and I think I said this on the pod before. Like, there should have been, just as New 52 was coming out, some 12-issue limited series that told us as readers what counted and what didn't for various characters. Because having that sort of, having that, like, exclusion would be important to understanding the character.
1: Like I say, I always prefer the Mark Waid. I think you call it hyper-continuity or something like that. Hyper-time continuity, which his motto, I don't know if you're familiar, Cody, was uh, it all counts, even the stuff that's contradictory. Like, I think sort of the deeper motto of it was, like... Cough, cough, religion. Whatever matters matters to the story that you're telling matters and just hand-wave away everything else because who fucking cares that much? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, when you're... That's a negligible amount, I think.
2: Well, when you're talking about a character like Superman or Batman that have, like, four comics a week coming out for, you know, 70 years or something. Like necessarily some of it is going to count and some of it isn't because yes, right. You know, somebody is going to have acted some, some particular yeah. way in some book or some right. somebody was, you know and
0: objectively when you have that much content some of it will objectively be better than others, so yeah. like the bad stuff that people remember is gotta be the really, really, really bad stuff because there's so much, so if it's universally known as the shitty shit, it floats to the top or the bottom and like, this is a mixed metaphor. It's a mixed
1: <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> and um I mean, and I think the best approach is to just just not care that much. Like right. if you look at these, these are both takes on the character that exclude certain elements of the character. But they were both reasonably popular. Like Yeah. Nobody should, fucking thought that they were out of bounds. You should still, you know, take in things that you wouldn't
0: normally do just for the sake of expanding your own ideas on things like you you know it's it's fine to shit on superman but you need to read some superman to be able to back up your claims you can't watch like yeah. two superman movies and be like i hated these movies so i hate superman
1: and, and you, you, I mean, can, you, you can yeah you want but <laughs> right. if, you, if you want to if if you want to have an authoritative opinion on something then yes i right. probably should experience
0: fun podcast like discussions with your friends yeah where you argue about where superman does his dry cleaning <laughs>
2: Uh, so, to review, uh, I have always enjoyed The Long Halloween Time. It was one of, it's one of, you know, one of my favorites. Uh, Superman For All Seasons, uh, I don't remember if I read this for a class or if I even assigned it for one of my own classes, uh, but I did know, I, I was aware that there are, uh, good and bad bits to this particular comic, um, that, uh that that did shine through in our discussion of it. The, um, the, 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 the interesting thing about Superman is, is kind of this constant sort of like leaving him in this, you know, in this liminal space. Um, and this book does a fine job of that. Um, I don't love the book itself, though.
1: So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, I thought Long Halloween, I, I enjoy reading it, but I think stuffed, uh, and I, I really wish it had been two books and dealt with its two plot threads in a way that I feel would do a little more justice to both. Uh, I'm a big fan of Superman for all seasons, and I know that other people aren't necessarily, and that's fine. Uh, I love the idea of the, that sort of 50s-inflected Capresque story about Superman. I think he's a great character for you,
0: that. Now that you've said that, it, it's it's one of those same things. Like I feel like I appreciate the book more now that I have that comparison. Like, okay. I, I like that.
1: I, and, and and it's fine if you don't like it. Like you don't have oh, to. No. I uh,
0: I was going to say I mean I for mine I would I would recommend both books honestly to pretty it, much anyone. If you haven't read them, like they're both worth it, especially if if you are a Superman fan, it's a good it's great writing. The art is fantastic for both uh both books have such incredible pacing in them beyond all of the other like minuscule things that we talked about in the episode but yeah long halloween fucking rocks uh and superman for all seasons was decent i I liked it enough for somebody who loves
1: shitting on superman
2: (laughs) (laughs) were they worth the money
1: uh long halloween is pretty much constantly in print and the edition that i got new for this was a 25 bucks which is a very good price for for 13 issues yeah
0: i was just about to say
1: uh again we always like that dc tends to produce collections that are within a variety of price points particularly for stuff that's a bit classic it makes it a lot easier for them to do for the show uh so yay dc and Keep 25 reprinting. bucks for for long halloween is definitely a reasonable amount yeah even if the cover is not as good Right. Uh, <laughs> you can find
0: different versions of it, uh, probably Ooh. all about the same price
1: point. I think uh, Superman for All Seasons is out of print. Let me, yeah, uh, I ordered a used copy. Well, let me just let say
2: me... for Superman for All Seasons, actually, there is an absolute edition that is $100 if you want to be oversized in the back matter. Um, you there, don't. <laughs> there is a noir version of it that is a black and white version, hardcover, also oversized for 50 bucks.
1: Um, for the Superman for all seasons no, for long for, for long Halloween, for
2: long okay. Halloween. Uh, Superman all seasons, uh, is just print. went out of print.
1: Oh, I was that's to say why that... it was
2: clearance list.
1: Ah, because we just okay. got it for the store. Wow. Yeah, I ordered my copy before it was clearance listed. Sadly, uh, I got it used <laughs> off Amazon for I don't know like twelve fifteen bucks. Uh, it the cover was seventeen ninety nine, which is.
3: I don't know. Four it
1: it's what four, four It's four issues but they're oversized. Yeah, it's, bit, it's, it's, total... it's the amount it's the size
0: of a book that you would pay nineteen ninety nine for yeah. in today's like yeah. market. So that's a fine price for it. And buying it used or at whatever discount for it being out of print, sure, go for it's, it. it. It's
1: it's two hundred and I really feel ripped off with a twenty twenty dollar book if it's under two hundred. So yeah. I think it's not a rip off, but it is I would maybe want it for fifteen.
0: Yeah, I like I like when it's those seventeen ninety nine prices where you're like, okay, thanks for cutting me like a little bit of slack.
1: Yeah, and again, DC, Marvel, as we've talked about many times on shows that aren't necessarily up anymore, will always put the screws to you with their graphic novels, uh, un- completely in unbelievable unrelated, ways. <laughs> I cannot believe
0: that the first Kaiju Max trade is only like ten ninety nine. Yeah, okay. I I sold that to a customer the other day, or like I. I literally, yeah, like double it It was one of those people that were like, I like the idea of comic books, but I've never read them and I have no idea where to start. And I was like, okay, well, what kind of things are you interested in? And I got the, I don't know, shrug. So I literally just put it in his hand and I was like, okay, this is going to be a thing that I have to dig out of like a, a, the wrong spot for yeah. it later. He bought it. Yeah, He just, I was just like, I told him the brief synopsis and I heard Mac tell him the price. And I was just like, is that book really only like eleven bucks?
2: Uh, real quickly, let me mention uh the plug that I always plug and that I think we should uh Superman for All Seasons and Batman Long Halloween are both available on the hoopla app through your local public library, so I read them for free. Um oh. which is entirely possible in this particular book in these particular things because they're both considered classics and canonical, I think.
1: Yep, and you should totally use the Hoopla app, uh, app and support your local library. Uh, I just don't because I think I use I owe them late fees.
2: I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't love reading digital comics. Lawrence but is getting you... rid
1: of those. Ooh, nice. Yep, I'll have to go by there sometime and set up an account. <laughs>
2: if you, if you, if you do uh, love digital comics uh, in a way that I don't, uh, the Hoopla app is way worth it. Mm-hmm. So. With that, have we said enough, Josh?
1: Oh, we have, we have said more than enough. Oh, let's
2: all right, <laughs> it's so perfect. This, this is uh, this is that podcast we'll never do uh, from that podcast productions. You can find all the podcasts at that podcast dot Dun dun dun. Uh, you can email us uh, that dot podcast dot productions at gmail.com. Uh, one of these days i 'll remember the password I put on there, and i 'll go check that email um i I was joking last episode uh that uh you know I, I said uh that uh it occurred to me that the internet comments are the worst comments uh so i don 't know why we beg people to go to our Facebook site and comment and and and
1: because and- I don't some, some sort of talk about it. Sure. Um, and look if you're will, a friend of ours that listens to this, which most of you probably are, yeah. say something anyway. Yeah. Your you love there, and there, your hate. People out there me. casually well, cruising through like I, don't know that we know all these people. I have a, a I, have, I have a giggle
2: uh, <laughs> in so much as the comment or the uh, the post on our Facebook page that has gotten the most love and the most comments is the one where we said that your computer was broken and we didn't know when we'd be coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's harsh. That's so, harsh. I, so I had a good snicker at, at having said that on the previous episode, and then that happened. <laughs> 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 uh, but anyway, uh, there's a Twitter. Uh, Cody's working on that. There's an Instagram coming. I'm working on that. Uh, didn't we have Josh.
1: A, didn't we have a viewer mail? <laughs>
2: Oh shit, it's gone. Oh shit, do we? Yeah, do, we do. Do yeah. you
1: remember the the gist of it? Uh
2: it was uh it was a correction from a previous episode. Oh. I'll, I'll bring it up for next episode. Okay. okay. Yeah. Sorry. It
0: was <laughs> bummer. It, I was, was excited. I wanted to read yeah, it. Yeah, no,
2: I did have a viewer mail, I forgot. <laughs> yes. And I do intend to read viewer mail on the air. I just forgot it this time. I'm sorry, listeners.
1: How are they going to send us mail and won't even live up to your head? I how, know. How are they? How is it viewer mail
0: when they're listeners? Oh, damn! <laughs> you literally said I'll read
1: the viewer mail next time, listeners. I mean, there's a visual <laughs> interface when they bring it up, unless they're blind, I, I suppose. That's I, true.
3: I, my mind's blown. I don't know how it is viewer mail when they're listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you remember earlier in this podcast the robot when I controlling... said I
2: didn't understand the the instinct to send letters to the editor. Anyway, there you go.
1: And I know where the password is, so just ask me when we're off air. I
2: I remembered it after I said that. Um, okay. so uh, just, just tell it on air, and it'll be more editing work for me. <laughs> Don't you know it's blah bitty, blah bitty, blah blah. <laughs> you know, one two
3: three uh, four. Well, now you gave the actual password. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: my luggage combination too. How weird is that? So, uh, I think that's it for us this week. Josh, you have anything to add? Nope. Yep. Cody, how about you? Uh,
0: buy gold. I don't know. It's out of nowhere, but... Buy Bitcoin? <laughs> I've been watching Gravity Falls with with my significant other, so buy gold is stuck in my head.
2: <laughs> you gotta fleece the rubes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you should buy guns and bury them in your backyard. God. This sounds. This definitely sounds like I'm a, of a different political leaning than I really am. This is all satire, folks.
1: <laughs> None of it's satire. Cody is a is a huge Infowars fan. He has a shirt on right now. Freaking frog. Distillery for prison shirt.
0: The, the freaking water and Pokemon Shield is turning the Toxic Croaks gay. <laughs> Your polytoads may be already infected.
1: We're not gonna get better than that. You should end it
0: there. there is,
3: that's a good point. <laughs>